Thank you, bro. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that nigga talk like that. Kwame on his shit. Kwame. Kwame. What up? Kwame. Where y'all from, man? What up? Somebody check the sound. We're, we're live. No sound, Brown. It says no sound. It's sound now. Check, check, Mike. Check Zero one, two. What is subscribe to Patreon. Shout out to you. Where y'all from? Yeah, man. And subscribe to the Patreon right now. And, yeah. and also tell us where you're from while you're subscribing. Yeah, man. Wow. Or we, getting, or we gonna sit Kwame Brown in your bitch ass. Man, so. <laughs> bitch. Yeah, man, subscribe to the subscribe to the Patreon this Thursday episode. And war being on there. Yeah, man, we about to be live on Patreon in a few. About to put the link up, man. Y'all want to be around for this? We got Precious coming to talk about the situation <laughs> with ugly face. Hey! Yeah. Oh, Frank Bruno face. <laughs> <laughs> face. What <laughs> jokes you wagon face? <laughs> hey, oh the goat child Detroit in the house. What up, though? Yes, sir, Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> Can't be out here telling jokes, man. And I got I got a legendary comedian, one of my favorite comics in the house. Y'all know her from all types of shit. I just know her from being a uh, just a solid individual, man. Shantae Wayne. Hey. I fuck with the Wayans family heavy. A lot of people know that I always talk about y'all. Everybody that I've met from the family has been good people. I haven't, I haven't run across one of y'all that acted bougie towards me. No, you're or, a real G, though. Yeah, so, so. I, I think it's recognizable, you know what yeah. I'm saying, on, on that level. Most definitely. I love y'all. I love you. I love your family and everything. All of y'all are doing. And I was telling everybody, you and Damon Jr. are the funniest now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Damon Sr. I'm sorry, Keenan. Y'all two are the motherfucking monsters of the family. Straight up and down. So we're going to get into some gangster shit right now. Yeah, talk about it. And then we're going gonna to interview Shantae after we cover this. So war, man, in war there's something called a tactic, right? So tactic originates in Greece. It comes from the word taxis, meaning order, arrangement, or disposition, including the kind of disposition in which to win a fight. Right, and there's a bunch of different ways to fight. You can fight, you know, with a jab, a gun, an insult, confusion, misinformation, propaganda, a kick. Everything could be used to win a, a, a fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, and there's a, also a few other elements of a fight. Right, you have what's called power, and then you have what's called guile. Right. So power is the element of a fight when you go straight to the source and you use all your resources to take whoever it is out. That's the general consensus of what power is. But guile is when you get creative. I you know, you pick Ken. You do a razor. So in the business that we operate in and entertainment, there's a lot of very clever people who use guile. As a strategy. That's a fact. And one thing that I've learned is when you realize that somebody's trying to use power or guile against you, they're at war with you. A lot of motherfuckers is at war with you and you don't even know. Right. And when you recognize that somebody's trying to use power or guile to get an upper hand on you, you got to click out of that homie shit and now we at war. Wow. We at war. Wow. So, so there was a recent situation with a comedian whom I got love and respect for and she's supposed to be here I, i'm trying to hold off because she said she might not come 
Or she, she says she's on the fence because it's, it's, it's so far, but hopefully she decides otherwise. Where somebody of a higher stature stole her joke. Mm. Right? And in that process, she said that two comedians that we all know and I got respect for were the reasons why she stole the joke because they gave her another comedian's joke. Mm. Right. So, which would mean that these two comedians may be using guile. They may be being creative and crafty at the, you know, in the war to get to paper and compromising their integrity to make a little paper. Now, I don't know if that's completely true. I haven't heard both sides of the story, but my thing is this. Once you find out somebody is stealing jokes from you as a comedian, um, how does that change your perspective on that comic? Oh, I, I, I don't even like if I'm doing stuff, even in a conversation like this, if somebody start writing stuff down. I don't care if they just taking notes. It, it's it's in an uncomfortable position because I'm, you know what I mean. Like you, you just speaking. But I remember when Instagram f first came out and I started trying to do skits. This is one of the reasons why I hate doing them uh, on on that social media platform. But a chick who was gay took the same thing I did and did the exact same thing and added like twenty more seconds to what I did. And her, she had followers. So people, I said. Bro, why couldn't you just tag me? You said, you bro. You put my name in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a young man. You know what I'm saying? That's how we talk to each other. Off our shit. Uh, yeah. No, but she took my thing and I said something and everybody came after me. Oh, wow. So what's happening now uh, with, you know, pressures and stuff, I'm like, yo, she got love. Because when I did that, they was like, she trying to play homage. Right. All she had to do was repost my thing. Right, right, right. So it, it hurts because the biggest thing is you never know which one of us are going to get bigger first. That's some So you always <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care what I am today. Hey, you Yo, I don't care what I am today. You can go viral or something can happen for you tomorrow and I just disappear. Gerard Carmichael taught me that. When I first started doing comedy, he probably was like a couple years in. This nigga used to be at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. This nigga was a dirty Timberland nigga. Yeah. Never seen that nigga with a clean pair of them. Not together. You know what I'm saying? Not together, but I would see him around with Jamar neighbors and stuff. He would be at all the mics. He was a grinder. He deserves everything he has. Yeah. He's always been a special thinker, but he was a grinder. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have been able to say that that's going to be a yeah. nigga that has power yeah. in Hollywood. There's right. no way. Yeah. Wow. And now he's a motherfucking monster. Nigga be hanging out yeah. with Jay-Z and Beyonce yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love him too. Yeah, he's dope. He's yeah, dope. He he's dope. Tosh.0. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was on tour with that nigga. They was, yeah. they was touring together. So. But now he like a motherfucking, like a gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a high-level gatekeeper. For so many reasons, though. He came out with his show. He he didn't take no ish. That's why I got canceled. You know what I'm saying? But he got that platform. But Gerard, what you said, remember Bliss? <laughs> yeah. Bliss, people would be like, oh, God, this guy getting on stage again. <laughs> Vine. <laughs> that, that's the first place I ever told a joke in public. <laughs> I, I was so nervous. He he was there. Jamar, all the cat fool was there. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. That was man. That's 11, 12 years ago. Damn, time flies. So if somebody steals a joke, and you confront them, and they're not honest about it. Does that change the dynamic? Is that now like this? Mo, I'm at war with this motherfucker. Is that like we beefing, or you just keep it pushing and just don't even deal with it no more? Uh, the type of person I am, I gotta address it. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a fighting status, mm. but it, it, when you're in a certain place and you feel like you can't move further, 
You know what I mean? The scariest thing was for me to do my special and then have to start, like, go headline after the special with all the jokes that I worked on for 15 years to get that to now go do a whole new hour. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And so when you when you love certain jokes and it means something for you, especially if it's a hitter, that, that could have been your closing joke to get that standing ovation. You, she can't use it. Man. And, and the thing about it is... The reason why it's even a bigger deal is that she already had to address that mm. with somebody else doing it on a special. Right, right. That's true. So yeah. if, if y'all don't know what's happening in the world, like this, it's unfortunate because y'all in the same company, y'all work together, all these things. I said it to you outside, but sometimes things can slip people's mind. Right. That's a huge joke to kind of slip when it's almost for birth. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if anybody has been in the comedy clubs, they know. This is a standing ovation joke for her. Yeah, this is this her merch has what that dick do on it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't I didn't seen her after show selling t-shirts. Motherfuckers like that's you know that was I've seen that joke be the highlight of a show. Right. You know what I mean? So that's some disrespectful shit. Well, she's funny enough to not need it anymore. Right. I would say that. But I, I, it's disrespectful. Right, right. But you got to keep creating pressures. But we got your back. We on your side. So let's deal with the to hear, uh, to hear more and Tony Baker aspect of it. Yeah, right. Let's let's deal with that and let's deal with Leslie, um, not being loyal to them. See, disloyalty breeds disloyalty. She rode them niggas up under the bus like. Okay. Okay. So. So we don't know specifically, even though Leslie said that it was Tony Baker and Tahir, we don't know specifically if that was ha if that is exactly how it happened. And this is why. What a lot of people don't understand is when you become a mainstream comedian, somebody that's highly successful, that's crossover like a Tiffany Haddish or like a Leslie, um, now you they, now you're surrounded by a team of people that guides your career. And a lot of times they'll surround you with white, very smart writers. If, if a person has five writers, I guarantee at least three, possibly four, are going to be white mm -hmm. on that mainstream level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's because they understand the vision of whatever conglomerate is running that person's career. And they want to make sure that that co particular comedian doesn't do anything to fuck off money. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they always filter them through a white writer. That's just the business. That's Hollywood. It's just the way it is. Tony Baker and Tahir, to my knowledge and from, from my research, weren't her only two writers. For that set. There, uh, there was a, a, a multiplicity of writers. I don't know the specific number, probably like five or six writers at least. Mm -hmm. And they're not her head. I don't know who her head writer is. I don't know if you know that, who that, that is. Yeah, no, I don't know. So that comes into play who the head writer is. Right. Why does a head writer come into play? Because they got the final say on everything. They're the person that says this is the shit. They're the last point of contact before the person goes on stage. So the head writer is very, very important in that shit. Well, adding to that, in the headliner and that in an award type of setting, you have even when I had to do my thing, I had to write out verbatim what my set is. Right. And so I can change small words, but they need to know the direction to see if it fits. Now grant you know, I was on a place where you could say whatever, but if it was a MTV type of setting, it's a cleaner thing. Right. Which is right. weird that that joke got out there anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they have to see what you write down before you hit that stage definitely so so let's let's play devil's advocate i don't think that there was any way that to hear and tony could just give her a joke and then she take it straight to the stage without somebody approving it right right this is another thing though. i don't think that people in her camp 
knows that joke like them two niggas would know it. And this is where I'm coming to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so culture appropriation, people still in our culture. A lot of these white writers don't have any cultural ties to us. Mm -hmm. And they're in the business of writing. And they do research. And they be in these clubs, sitting in the back of the clubs, and going to different nights. Mm -hmm. And when they have an urban comedian, they may not particularly understand how to write in that voice. Mm -hmm. And they get paid lots of money. So what do they do? They go do research. Mm -hmm. And what do they do research? At nigga clubs, right. on niggas Instagram pages, mm -hmm. on niggas YouTube pages. And when they see a motherfucker that's not signed to a major agency that's not protected, why not steal the joke? Right. What the fuck you gonna do about it, nigga? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know how, how much money is behind us, boy? Right. <laughs> and, and that's where I say we're at war. But there's different types of war. You got power, which white people always win the power dynamic, and then you have people who are practice guile. If I'm a writer and I'm making 20 grand a month writing jokes for Leslie, I'm like, nigga, I know don't nobody know what I look like. I know don't nobody know where I live at. I know that don't, niggas don't really have no power to do nothing, so let me be sneaky and still a fucking joke. So uh, what you going to say about it, Tony Baker? You just a nigga. Okay, so what? We still going to put the joke on. So what I'm saying is it's not right for people to steal jokes, but there's another elephant in the room which is the power dynamic that a lot of white writers are able to take advantage of that you guys have to understand as viewers and supporters of comedy. You got to start supporting comedians like Precious, Shantae, Doughboy, everybody in this room because we don't control the power dynamic. If you guys don't give us the power to fight back, it ain't nothing we can do about it. Now, in this case, a fan spoke up. And put that work in and Precious, you know what I'm saying, got her just due. But what we really want for Precious is some motherfucking money. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Give her a Facts. Put her on. Put her on. Do something. <laughs> Fucking apology, Leslie. Because yeah, you, you know what I'm saying, fuck that. Nick apologized. I don't know what happened with Nick. I know Nick is a stand-up guy, but I don't know what he well, did he for... also had writers. Writers. <laughs> Not, no, you know. Yeah, but the only reason I say that is because... She threw them two niggas under the bus. Right. Yeah. Specifically. So she didn't say it lightly, though. But Craig, that's what I wanted to ask you. I think it's important. Did she say it was my writers, which means there's a lot of them, or did she specifically say Tony and, and Tahir wrote Who knows exactly what she said? I think that's important to understand. What she said was, because she didn't say, I'm not finding out she had more writers. She specifically said Tony and Tahir. She said their name. Yeah. So for her to have a team of writers and only call off the two black dudes and then two seconds later be like, well, we women need to stick together. So let me ask you this. The fuck is it, you so, pineapple head bitch? Okay, you called her a pineapple no, head? No, but, but let, 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 no, but let, <laughs> That nigga called her a pineapple I mean, head. No, I mean, oh, pineapple head. That's a, a, a pineapple. We got a, a, a pie of knuckles. I mean, we don't, we don't do a knuckle pie. Yeah, we don't got to do all that. To fuck a knuckle sandwich, I got a knuckle pie. So, so Craig, you're saying, so you're, there's a writer that has to approve everything. So she's not saying it was that person or it wasn't any other writer. She specifically only said was these two. So with that, I want to ask you, so is it important to find out the truth if one, if they're saying they didn't do it, she's saying they did, 
if you're the person who got their joke stolen, is it would it be important for you mm. to find out who's lying, or you're just like, look, I'm not gonna get the answer. One of y'all lying, I'm just gonna move on. Well, yeah, because it's a mistake. I mean, the true look. <laughs> I'm just an innocent bystander and I came here. <laughs> I thought we was going to talk about other things. <laughs> no, no, no. But but truth be told, um, uh, I, you you, you want to get to the source because you got, on one hand, you got people you work with. And then you got a level of somebody who could do something like that again. Mm. And I think that, you know... <sighs> <laughs> I just, what, I, I'm trying to remember what you asked. Uh, you ended the, what was the ending of your no, question? Finding out. Is it important to find out who's telling the truth? I, I think so. The, the thing is, if if Leslie is saying y'all specifically and y'all didn't do it, it feels like she never gonna work with y'all again. Mm. So if you ain't do it, just you know, you kind of at least address precious. That's what you're <laughs> Go to even. I, I was saying this earlier, but I was like, look. You say stuff sometimes, you go, oh, snap. You know what I mean? I I didn't realize I did that or whatever. Right. I would have immediately, whether she would have stopped being my friend or not, I would have walked up to her and go, yo, we was in the heat of it. I didn't even realize what I was doing. My bad. You could stop. You you could not mess with me, but, I, I'm, but I'm, I'm that person. I will own right. up to my stuff, and I'll be like, my bad. Listen. Yeah. Robin Williams is a legendary comedian. He was a joke thief. Oh, absolutely. But he was but he, he was so brilliant, he'll do your whole bit. Some niggas he'll do a, a nine minute bit, he'll see it once and go do the whole bit. And you know, so I mean here's the thing. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like the respect of my peers is as a comic is you know, if I had to put 100% of my career, I would say 60% of it is about the respect of my peers on some level. Mm -hmm. And then the other 40% is just about my artistic integrity and, and just wanting to do shit that's fun. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, Tony Baker into here, your peers are watching. Yeah. Right. You, you, Tony, you can't be in the middle on this one. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you're a good guy, and I know you, and I got respect for you, but now is the time to to take a stance you got a big platform you 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 bank yourself on you bank on being a good nigga right, right. <laughs> for years you didn't cuss on stage because you was a good nigga right you feel what i'm saying you're a good father i know a lot of good things about you but in this particular case my nigga you need to take a motherfucking stance bro yeah. all that in the middle not trying to be enemies with nobody and want everybody to like you. That shit is for the birds, my nigga. You put yourself in a position through hard work and grind to be somebody that people revere. Now it's time for you to do the right thing. You can't politic your way out of this one, nigga. This is a black woman who spent years on the grind doing comedy just like you did. And you claim you about our people. This is something easy to dead. Speak up, my nigga, and speak clearly and speak concisely. None of that around the or beating around the bush. None of that whole shit, because I know you're not a hoe. I know your pedigree. And to here, bro, come on, my nigga. You got to do the same motherfucking thing, bro, because the world is watching, bro. And if you lose credibility with your people, what do you have? I was just gonna say I have a question, like, cause if 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 these yo people is this your best man and stuff right. like that, and you did something a little shady, you know what I'm saying? Would you expect him to have your back and not say nothing? They would let you know me what know. Because you don't wanna. Yeah. Oh, you see, I know. She was yeah, they would let me know. Yeah, like, you're not worried about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not worried about. You're not worried. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, they would let me know. Yeah. 
You don't got to worry about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm getting on. In the writer's room, and most of y'all know this, in the writer's room, you dumping ideas in the pot. You dumping ideas in the pot, and then the top ten, top three, top five, whatever, get pulled out and they get put on display. I'm under the impression, here's a scenario, that the idea was thrown in the pot. Because those two are the only ones that are connected to that specific joke. Mm. The idea might have been thrown in the pot, but they may not have thought that it was going to get pulled. There was enough niggas in this room. Somebody had to know. Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, let's just, yeah. like, and I'm not here talking down on all these people because I know these people personally. Right. So it's not here to smear a nigga's name. But at the end of the day, everybody was there. Precious's name is big enough to where somebody in the room should have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Precious's joke. And if that's what happened, then somebody needs to step up and say, right. hey, right. we said don't go out here with this joke. But you right. can't sit here and make me believe that of all these niggas, and I'm not just talking to them, them too, any other comedian that's, that's, that's doing anything has heard the joke. Yeah, come on now. Like, but don't, my point is, is somebody that, knew. That never should have made it to the pot is my point. Right. right. Well, you feel me? If you stand up and you know the jokes and you know my pedigree, if you a stand-up person and you know there's certain jokes I say, that'd be like me going in a room and there's no way they get it from God would even get in the motherfucking pot. Right. That's you know real talk. And, and on top of, and on top of like, well, to, to, for the people out there listening, if anybody come out here pussyfooting, any black comic coming out saying that wasn't press, I didn't know that was precious joke. I'm telling you right now, they bullshitting. Right. Because if you've been on the LA comedy grind, which all these niggas you see have, you don't even have to be standing in the comedy club. You could be out front smoking a joint like usually what I'm doing at the comedy club. You hear precious saying that shit inside. And you hear, because she said this shit so goddamn loud, it's followed by so much laughter, you don't have to be in the motherfucking club to hear it. All you gotta, do, all you gotta, be, all you gotta be doing is standing out front. So can't nobody come with that bullshit saying they didn't know that was her joke. They be right. bullshitting y'all if y'all hear that. The one, isn't it important to not pick a side until they say their piece? Nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm, not on, I'm not on nobody's side, but what I'm saying is this. In this game, these two particular dudes, Tony Baker and Tahir Moore, are both great comedians. And they've been around like all the other comedians in this room. So they know how wrong it is for somebody's joke to be stolen. Especially if a joke beats you to the mainstream before you get there. This is her banger, nigga. This is your right hook. This is like you get into a fight and the right hook is your punch. And the nigga cuts your right arm off and say, fight Mike Tyson with just a left arm. And this is what I was asking Craig outside. So, Craig, this this... In this scenario, so let's just say I'm a writer and I make it to an award show, right? right? And then I'm writing for a comedian going on stage. Let's say y'all know I'd be over here kicking it with, you know, I'm Craig's my friend. And then the comedian that I'm writing for goes out there on the stage in front of the world and says, get it from God. How would you niggas look at me knowing that I was in that fucking room yeah. and I let that sacky so How would you do this shit? No, but Doba, that's a oh, general but principle. That's, that, but that, but Doba, the thing is that's different because <laughs> somebody <laughs> said Craig, Craig inspires me to keep my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't worry. But to yeah. me, to me that to me that scenario because if you wrote for somebody that said get it, you know what would be going to happen to you. Like you have to wear right. football gear. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I don't understand why niggas ain't said because at the end of the day, your name is all you got. Yeah. So if a nigga gonna sit here and say Doughboy was the nigga that gave me this joke, and I know it's a fucking hot joke or a stolen joke, I'm finna stand the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I gave you this fucking joke. You gotta explain that in front of everybody, like you said my name about giving you this joke. But you have to go with Dewan because I feel I feel like what Dewan said last time, the body language. If 
you look at Leslie's body language, oh, the same she thing. She did the yeah. same. Bo- so I look at it like it seemed like Leslie saw. Yeah, I was yeah. Say that actually shit. do it because her body yeah. language went down. And Leslie, yeah. one of them got a little sweet for the joke. Yeah. Somebody just slid this over. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but see, in the art, in the art of, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But that, that's the thing about when you're at war. Guile is important because guile. When you're when you're practicing guile, you're being elusive. You know what I'm saying? Power is in a straight line. Like nigga, I'm stronger than you. Ah! But guile is like, let me zigzag. Let me hide in the bushes. Let me let me bury myself in some dirt and wait till they walk over. You know, walk over me buried and then pop out the. You know what I mean? Well, mama used to call that throwing a rock and hold hiding your hand. Like that. straight up. Nigga, that was you. I, them niggas know what they. So whoever is the person responsible for this is a guile person. Because say it's not to hear more Tony Baker, but it looks like it's them now. Yeah. Or it looks like it, you know what I mean? We don't know who, we don't know who it is specifically, but I'm saying for those two particular niggas, you niggas need to be stomped down about this shit. You need to really like come on the show and talk about it. And say hell no, I didn't do it. <laughs> Go on somebody's show, but she reserves she deserves retribution, bro, because you niggas know how hard it is, man. I want to I want to take it off of them and go. You know, she rock she rocks with them, mm-hmm. and Precious performed at Keep Your Social Distancing. Right. So, what if she did see it and do it? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you. That, oh, I, don't think, I don't think it's a what if. She saw that shit. Do the side by side. It just looks crazy. Like uh, after, 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 I can see them all. Yeah, Who's that rapper that sound like Jay Z? It's a nigga that sound. What's his name? No, it's a it's a newer young cat. Now? Yeah, oh, within like the last five years. What's his name? Damn. There you go, right there. That nigga. That nigga call. Y'all saying P- my name? Pizza Hut hit nigga. Hobie! It's ready, But who would he sound like if Jay-Z didn't exist? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I said, who would he sound like if Jay-Z didn't exist? He would sound like whoever the hot nigga, you know what I mean? Right. So with comics, we don't have that luxury. You can't really make, I mean, you can, but niggas ain't going to respect you making it just doing other people's yeah. shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. HD. Who would Jay Z sound like if Jazzo wasn't around? You there you go. This nigga. <laughs> no, 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 no. He don't sound like Jazzo. <laughs> he was rapping a little faster yeah, with the whole yeah. Jazzo thing. See, the wine. That nigga didn't take other people's shit in the first round. You get the trace around other niggas' style. You can't Jazzo. You can't do it in comedy. You can't do it in comedy. You can't. You that's just cool. can't do it, man. I, uh, that, I just think niggas is guilty by association. That is messed that, up. That situation, you just guilty by association. The hell out of music. We could do a beat 50 times with oh, different yeah, artists. Yeah. And we can't even... It's hard to do a premise the same. The same song. You can use the same song and just change up a couple words. And it's like, oh, shit, that's hot. Yeah, that's Craig, do you think there's a time frame that they need to come out and speak on this? Immediately. Yeah, <laughs> but it's already been, what? Yesterday. Yesterday. How much time needs to lapse before it's... Like, come on. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like, I'm telling you, once niggas view you as a sucker, it's hard to come back from that. Especially if you keep putting a bunch of time on that shit. Man. Which is why when they want to tear down somebody big, specifically black entertainers, it's always some type of sexual assault. Yeah. Because even if it's not true, your shit is destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Right. And in comedy, being... 
being a, a joke thief is like being a child molester or a rapist. Niggas look at niggas look at you. <laughs> niggas will lead a room. Like, oh, I can't be around this can't nigga. Talk around this nigga's a bitch. <laughs> look at Carlos Mencia. Yeah, but he also he also became a millionaire though. So how do you, how do comics at least start to police? This shit. Like, how do comics at least start to just call it out? That's why I'm Call glad Scruncho. <laughs> Put a bounty on it. <laughs> hey, I love that nigga. He a legend of mine. Absolutely. Call Scruncho. He'll put the work in for you. I promise you. <laughs> that nigga stole wet class. I think it depends on what you value, though, boy. Like, but, uh, there's some people that will value the respect of their peers more than a dollar. We all know that there's some people willing to sell out for money and fame. And money mm-hmm. and fame don't change you. It just reveals that you was a whole-ass nigga to begin yeah. with. Hey, right. real talk. Hey, look, yeah. I think, to answer your question, though, uh-huh. I think what we doing now is it. We got to police it. People with platforms, and you can't be scared just because a motherfucker might have a deal you may want one day. That you can't let that shit scare you off, man. Fuck that shit. You got to stand in the truth and stand in the truth you will want to receive if you were the one getting fucked up. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, 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 really? that's what it is when you make stuff okay. That's why, like, you see uh, people sometimes in the same camp doing a, the same video almost. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And trying to build their content. But when people are laughing and they're supporting and they're doing all those things, it has... It doesn't matter. Right. You can't. I could can be mad as hell, but they're making money. It's up to to the people that's supporting right. to be able to be like, "This not cool." Right. Yeah, it's not cool. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most about the situation because I rock with Precious hard. Like you know what I'm saying. I've seen Precious be blackballed in situations. You know what I'm saying. I've seen motherfuckers talk about her and take opportunities away from her over some bullshit. Right. I've worked with her extensively, like with her trying to put her set together. So I know how much she cares about her fucking craft so when that's something that means that much to you and then you gotta just let a motherfucker take your shit and then cause I keep hearing that like you know through other comedians and stuff like oh I don't know if I agree with how she did what the fuck else are you supposed to do if somebody takes your shit it's your shit like nigga but no but motherfuckers that do that they do that whole no but what I'm saying is motherfuckers take this whole industry shit like oh if somebody do something you know in the industry you're not supposed to say something it might rub somebody the wrong way nah fuck that don't take people's shit and then if you do just do the right thing and just speak on the shit just objectively, like she was saying, like, yo, it was a mistake. Great minds think alike. Hey, why don't you come open up on, you know, open up, open up for me on tour? I, something like that, like, or just whatever it could be. You could do it in a cool way, but, like, I just get angry when the, when the narrative becomes, oh, she shouldn't have had, like, I, like what would you do if a nigga took your joke? That's, that's why I was even yeah. throwing it out. If a nigga took your joke, so just take me out of it, but a nigga takes your joke, puts your joke on TV, so now if you say your joke, you look like a thief. What do you do? Oh man! <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? That's why she turned up. Because regardless, you know, she if she did it, she could still blame them. What they right. gonna do? Right. You know yep. what I'm saying? And if they did it, she gonna throw them on the bus because that's her name. Right. She built that. They just got yeah. cool during COVID. Right. 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 And let's just tell the truth. That's some real Any, shit, though. Look, for you people out there that go around questioning how someone does what they do when they've been wrong. You just a hoe that don't want to deal with the truth. Right. Because you're a hoe with no courage. No courage. You ain't got no courage and you hiding behind a, a, a bullshit right. ass scenario. Right. When somebody's been wrong, the whole the only way to fix any issue is to get to the truth of what happened. And if the truth bothers you, get your bitch ass out the way so we can get to it. Some of you niggas should build up the courage to suck a dick, but won't build up the courage to take it out your mouth. <laughs> get the dick out your mouth. 
Facts. All you got to do is back up, man. Let me tell you oh, something. Nah, because some of these niggas, I've been in this. I've been doing this shit for 11 years comedy now, and I've seen some niggas who make a career out of just being around niggas who are on. You know what I'm saying? You spent your whole life wanting to be a comedian so you could be around a nigga and just ride his motherfucking coattail. At no point in your career do you want to stand up as a man or a woman and say, you know what? I want to do my grandmother proud, my mom proud, my family proud. Mm -hmm. So let me go ahead and take a chance and do what I want to do and not just try to be everybody's fucking friend and mm -hmm. fit in because maybe this motherfucker could do something for me. Like that, that's not the angle that you're supposed to have. If your art don't speak for you, you need to build up the courage to take the dick out your mouth. <laughs> Period, point blank. Because I'm telling you, in life, it's better a motherfucker respects you over anything. Some of these niggas, I done seen them. They done been around here. You know, they say if you're if you're everybody's friend, then you're you're your own worst enemy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's 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 what it is. From me outside looking in, is it is it normal to have? I guess famous people have people write their jokes. It's yeah. normal. Oh, so yeah. so normal. they don't. Because I always thought comedy it's on personal. Like you guys names speak on like personal experiences, mm -hmm. but these aren't. It, 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 is it, it somebody writing your their experience or whatever, and you're just saying their story? It, it depends. Well, it could be a difference. It's like, you know, some, some comedians do have writers for actual their life, and they have them help write their specials. But then, like on a lot of award shows, they have writers because the network already knows what mm. type of jokes they want to fly, what type of, you know what I'm saying, material. So they'll give you writers. A lot of, you know, famous comedians, when they do award shows, they have writers for those so they don't have to come up with new material. For whatever it is and they're not like it's very rare that somebody it's not like rap where a nigga write a whole verse for you and be like here's a verse it's like you already have bits you already have ideas you get in a room like this or a little comedy club with all your boys you'll start telling a joke and they'll throw tags out mm. throw punches they'll give you mix a mix which is a second premise for a joke or they may tell you to flip the premise a little bit but 80 percent of it comes from you you just using them to tighten it up and also add perspective to well it. that's what i'm saying i think that's important so so people can understand when people are just writing jokes it's so we're we saying leslie's in the room and everybody's ideating together I don't know exactly how her sessions go. I don't know ideating me. Because if that's the case, but I'm saying, first of all, what is ideating? But if that is the case, then everybody heard the phrase. If if that's how it's working, you know what I mean. If everybody's just kind of throwing it. I think it's really important as a comedian too, man, to just present jokes that are just personal to yourself. I watched comedians steal jokes early in the game. I was like, okay, well, unless you've been shot, you can't tell my joke. R.I.P. Right. Paul Mooney, man. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Rest in peace. No, it didn't get shot. What if a nigga, what if a, what if a comedian died and puts your, and they, and puts, and they put he, your joke on his headstone? Ah! Like the nigga. Get it from God. I'm a rest in peace. When you dealing with a real nigga, you steal my joke. I'm coming to your motherfucking show. <laughs> you know my. Or I got niggas that show up at your show. Hell you know what I'm yeah. Either that or that you get the online audience. Like now, like if that fan would not have seen that joke and put it online, would we would we be even having this conversation right now? Right. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta have two battles. You gotta have online people, and you gotta be willing to go to somebody's show. Hey, like yeah. what's up with this? Jane Mike Ron. Epps will show up at your shit. Mike Epps is yeah, with Mike the Epps, He ain't fucking around. And on top of that, you, uh, what, that's one thing. Write stuff personal about yourself. Right. And another another advice, you know, if you're going to write jokes, you know, if you don't want to get your shit stolen, be a black comic 
and go as hard on white folks as niggas go on niggas. These coon ass niggas ain't stealing none of that shit. Well, it wasn't fully flushed out, okay. and they didn't do it correctly. Uh, so, but I also, I, re, I also just got rid of all that stuff, so it doesn't matter. But the truth of the matter is, you'll never see me perform again. I mean, you'll never see me on stage again. Uh, uh, you'll never perform with me again. But more so, if I see you at a comedy show now, I probably would purposely try to bomb a little bit or talk right. about something that didn't matter to me. Right, right. It's, it's, and that's what's crazy. It's like, nah, they, they'll still nigga shit or whatever stuff if you get a laugh. <laughs> they don't care. They don't discriminate with the people. I'm, I'm a big fan of confronting a nigga, man. I had one nigga steal my shit. Same exact scenario. He watched my shit one show. I put him on the next show. And it was three minutes of my bit. Mm -hmm. And my people pulled me to the side like, your man is up there doing And as soon as that nigga came off stage in the green room, my man, what's going on? Right. Blah, 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 blah. And he... Yeah, man, don't do that shit again, bro. Yeah. And it was my show, and I didn't invite him no more, but I let him know, man, don't do that whole shit no more, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. Oh, oh man. Can I ask you <laughs> That's what I mean by it. A question. Is it common for, for y'all to, to, to copyright or, or, you know, get a trademark on your shit? You can't. You can't. Well, you, know, you, you can put it on TV. She, she can trademark that. that. She, she can trademark that. She can the WDDD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She got that trademark. She got that trademark. So this is what I'm saying. She did afterwards. So she should be been. She 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 should be getting paid for all this bullshit. You got to season the season. We got season the sis all type shit. I'm pretty sure Leslie got more lawyers and. Yeah, this is what I want to say though. This is what I want to say about the stealing shit. Like in music too. The music, that shit was never cool to steal. Like, like stealing nigga rhymes and right. all that shit. That shit was definitely it's called biting. That's where that shit came from. Hip hop, biting someone's shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And it just became cool over a while. I don't know. I don't know how 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 this yeah. shit became all right. But I think in comedy, it's becoming cool now. It's like, okay, well, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, they're trying to make it cool. Not that it's not cool. No, no, I'm not saying that it's cool. Yeah. That's, hold on, that's not saying it's cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's becoming cool because. Shit like this is happening. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you're still at, and, and niggas gonna go hard at it. Yeah. It's like when Drake did his shit, niggas went hard. But I don't like, I don't, that's a bad. I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> let's say somebody else that, that you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. let's say like a, a, a Lil Yachty situation. Like Lil Yachty, they say he don't write his shit, right? Yeah. So if it, if a nigga's like, oh yeah, I'm like writing Lil, Lil Yachty shit, niggas gonna be like, so? Right. These kids don't care. But that's performance though, too. I just wanted to get some context. This ain't nothing new. You got to realize Rodney Dangerfield took 10 years off from comedy because he accused the writer of the Johnny Carson show of sitting on his joke. And Rodney Dangerfield got got held out from doing He never did the Tonight Show because Johnny Carson was in, was frustrated that Rodney Dangerfield called out one of his writers. And this is back in the 60s. Mm. So this ain't nothing new. Well, so what we got to always the reason but the reason why comedy's done a good job of keeping this stuff at bay is because when it does happen, conversations like this, calling it out. You know what I mean? And comedians have done a really good job of policing other comedians. That's why it hasn't become a thing. It ain't nothing new. And it'll never become mainstream as long as we keep having these conversations and making these punk-ass people scared yeah. to steal jokes. Yeah. Straight up. Keep creating, though. And Craig said all the time, man, one of the keys to it is you just got to keep creating. And, I mean, it's kind of a form of flattery if they're stealing your shit. But you got to just keep creating while you got a team working on that issue. But you create the next thing that's great and the next thing that's great. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I've I've had it. I've been in a room where shit was stolen from me. I yeah. told y'all the story. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it just so happened that when I went into the room, I picked some scraps because I kind of felt like, man, what if they do some whole shit? Let me pick some scraps. They stole the scraps. Man. <laughs> man. <laughs> they, they stole the throwaways? Yeah. They, stole the, they stole the throwaway. I'm like, oh, okay. Y'all supposed to be XYZ. You stole the throwaway. I'm glad I didn't present the real shit, but it just let me know. Now I got something real to sit on, but let me just keep creating. That's that's the, that's the only way. And when you get in that position that Leslie is in, she's mainstream. You know, she's a star. You know what I'm saying? So, and when you got all those white writers, and then they and and, and you and that works for a little while, until niggas start noticing, hey, this motherfucker ain't who you speaking for. Right. And then they like, well, let's get a few niggas in here to nigga it up. So. <laughs> then they, and then they, and then you get the niggas. It's on you, Leslie, to take care of the niggas. It's on you to take care of one of you when they get to where you are. You, y'all keep saying don't throw somebody under the bus. But if she didn't know, let's use a scenario that she didn't know, right. and she hired somebody trying to give them an opportunity, and they came to her with that joke. Why is she wrong for speaking on their name when she had no idea that's, that's that that true. joke was that? I would be like, no, no, I'll feel you on that. Here's the reason why I said don't throw them under the bus because if you got five writers, talk about all five, or talk about the one that gave you that joke. But, but don't maybe, talk about two out of five. Maybe she's specifically saying what it was. What though. it be one hundred? Because I, because no, she, people can't read minds. That's what she's saying. She did. But she, she did said say it though. She said the name. She, she said she said they wrote for me, but. She didn't say that I got the jokes from them. That's all I'm saying. But, but she, say it. But she did, If, if you though. did, say it. No, but she did. But what I'm saying, this ain't no long-time friendship. This ain't you, yeah. my sister. Yeah. This is, we got cool. Uh, I, I fuck with y'all, what y'all do. And I'm giving y'all an opportunity. So at that point, I'm building a trusting, loyal relationship with y'all. Mm -hmm. And so if I give you this opportunity, you come fuck with my money or, or who I am. Yeah. I, you got damn right. I'm saying these motherfuckers did it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with that. That's not no but I'm, I'm just saying, say it. No, I'm saying, just say it. Don't, don't, don't allude to it because that's where confusion comes. Make from. sure y'all smash the like button, man. We should. We I'm got a couple thousand people in here. We need to be at a couple thousand likes. But look, so here's the thing, though. Like the only. Okay, so I'm with you. If, if Leslie didn't know, we got to give her the benefit of the right. doubt. You know what I'm saying? But what, what we have to do is we also, when we get to that le level. Us as black creators have to give props and pay homage to the cats that are coming behind us. So I feel like if she would have bigged them up instead of taking that route that she took with just kind of blaming them, I felt like it would have made this a little bit more digestible. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if I work for you, you my boss. As my boss, you're supposed to insulate me a little bit. So I'm, and, and me in that situation, I would have been like, hey, I didn't know. That I stole a joke. I'm gonna sit down with my writers. I feel like I have a you know a crew of writers that have a lot of integrity. I'll make sure that when we when we sit down and go back to the drawing board that this shit won't happen again. Mm -hmm. That's all that that's all that's needed. That was Facts. smooth. You know what right. I'm saying? That was smooth. But again, Craig, I don't know you. I'm giving you an opportunity. Right. So I'm going, you know what I fuck with them, and this is why because what what's gonna happen after that is gonna be this is why I don't fuck with niggas. Right. This is damn, this is damn. why I don't bring nobody right, else right, in my camp. Right, right. This is why. So the whole black let's stick together shit, at what point I nobody's going after anybody but her. That first day, 
not only did she post one video, the next day she posted another. So every time she opened up her shit, she she posted five pictures after that. She posted, oh, uh, the probably a great moment in her life. Niggas <laughs> like, yo, fuck your dress, bitch. <laughs> 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 You go to sleep, wake up, nigga, bitch, you stole that shit, goddamn, that's a wrong bitch, you suck, you can't do shit, nigga, I'll be like, this nigga gave me the job, right, she should've went, she should've went live with Tahir and Tony next to her, why'd you niggas do it, y'all figure this shit out, pull out the written thing, though, pull out you know what I mean? And on top of that, I think right here, that goes to the importance no matter how high you get and whatever you do, you be decent and have respect for everybody no matter what level you on. Leslie has been an evil person to a lot of comics. And I, I watched Precious' show on these hoes a little earlier today. And Precious talked about her interaction with Leslie, how she turned her nose up when she tried to say hi. And a lot of people had that same experience. If you treat people right, when shit like this happens, you'd have motherfuckers come in your defense. Right. Really, but, let's get to the truth of it. If you look like that, you oh should God. be nice. Oh my God. Oh you, should be, you should have a wonderful attitude, you <laughs> monster face. Hey! 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 Leslie was gorgeous and coming to America too. Nigga, you were in smash. That was that was CGI like a man. She was gorgeous. She looked like a. No, nobody looked at Leslie. No, no, no. She looked. She looked like. She looked like a torch palm tree. Hey, hey, you know what she looked like? She looked like Mr. Window. With you, man. <laughs> now we love Leslie. We love you. Leslie got that look. She looked like every time she go in the store, she get accused of stealing. Who <laughs> <laughs> stole all the knee braces? <laughs> <laughs> the knee braces. All the icy hot knee braces gone. She look like niggas actually to go hoop though. <laughs> Hey, you gonna need, fuck with we need a three. We need that's, a three. But it, it's been happening for a while, man. You know, the thing is, I feel like when, when white artists come to get black writers and black uh, musicians to make music for them, I feel like they treat us better than the black artists do. And that's some weird shit. Frank Sinatra put Quincy Jones on. Damn. I mean, he made the nigga global, bro. Stop it. Stop it, nigga. Frank Sinatra was a big... Yes, he did. Come on. Stop. Count Basie was the man. This nigga. I'm not. Count Basie. Count Basie has never been bigger than Frank Sinatra. He hasn't. He's never been bigger than Frank Sinatra. So, Count so, Basie's never been bigger than Frank Sinatra. So, 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 when they had the albums together, why was Count Basie's name first on the album? Because he was one of the producers. No, he was the producer. Okay. He was the person that, he was the person that made Frank hot. 
But what I'm saying is so, and and that's who made motherfucking Quincy he hot made, too. He also made Billy Holiday hot. He also made Leslie Young hot. Who Frank Sinatra? No, Count Basie. Okay, all the well, niggas come out of Count Basie. Right. Okay. Well, they come out of Count, but you can I'm talking about what he did for fucking Quincy Jones. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Count Basie put Quincy Jones on. Okay. I love that nigga stay true to his nigga. Count. Though, but if he's white, he don't mean shit yeah. at all. Fuck everything white. He'll say everything but, but that. My palms, fuck my palms. They white. <laughs> hey, but Tony, I'm a like my teeth. I'm like my teeth. I am not. I look for the audience out there. I don't care that I look weird to niggas who believe what white people say. Uh, that's what the fuck. Uh, that's how I see it. I will be the deviant. Fuck y'all. Yeah. I, I, I own that. What I'm saying is, regardless of regardless, a nigga that's called us Van Regardless of what Dewan says, Frank went and got Count Basie, and he went and got motherfucking Quincy Jones because he knew that I have to nigga this shit up in order to be a star. But at least that nigga, but at least that nigga gave them their props. He didn't hate on them. He gave them their props. You know, Count Basie is the man because of Frank gave him his props. Why? Frank didn't give him his props, bro. He gave him his props, but that's not why. He's already, he's already man before Frank. No, but with. He ain't going to get crazy. He's not going He wasn't the man in Italy, nigga. He wasn't the man in Germany, nigga. No, he wasn't. In 1954, he recorded an album in, in England. But, what you about? So you're telling me that Frank Sinatra was a bigger star than. I mean, uh, Count Basie predates Frank Sinatra. Yeah, fuck the predating. Mike, he also predates Count Michael Basie Jackson. Count Basie had a bigger platform. Count Basie was a. Let me, let me answer. Count Basie, Count Basie had his own radio show that aired weekly. He's only the second person in American history to have his own radio show before. So he was getting. I'm saying I'm he was getting. Before I'm talking about was I'm he saying, had a bigger platform. You know what I'm saying? Count Basie because he had the radio. He was the only nigga on the radio. He had his own radio show on Saturday night for ten years <laughs> in Kansas City. <laughs> Ain't no way Count Basie was as big as Frank Sinatra. Well, just, well, it just, I, think, I think only you and Count Basie study the history of jazz. And, <laughs> look. Out of all the niggas in here, Basie was you. Is it? Look, no, no, no. Yo, okay, if y'all, okay. What name one Count Basie song? If y'all know anything about that nigga. What you mean? I know who Count Basie is. What I'm saying is this. I'm studying the motherfucker. I know. That don't mean he was bigger than Frank. <laughs> Tell me what's no. Count Basie. I said he put <laughs> Frank. All of, he didn't put Frank on. All I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is. What I'm saying is. If, if this was. What I'm saying is. When we become stars, for some reason, we like to shit on those that look like us, that Damn. do what we do if they're in a lesser position. And Frank had to understand how great we were as black people in order to hire, because he hired Count Basie to be his executive producer. He hired Frank Sinatra. That's just the, uh, but when we get in those positions, Michael Jackson was giving niggas props. I heard a story about Mike with uh, Rodney Jerkins where he, uh, where he asked Rodney Jerkins how much you want to produce his album. Rodney says 600K. You told me that, right? Tell the story. Dark Child. That nigga wanted what? Oh, I'm, I'm Okay. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Justin, Tim Justin Timberlake. Thank you. Justin Timberlake. Hire Timberlake. Hire Timberland. They needed Timberland. I know he needed, but we're not talking about the. We're not talking about Frank Sinatra needed Count Basie. But we're not talking about the fucking white supremacist element. We're talking about. We're not talking about this. That's all, nigga. That's all. Nah, but what I'm talking about is how niggas get in the power position and throw other niggas under the bus, like Leslie threw Tony Baker and Tahir under the bus. And on top of that, here's I'm telling you my reason why I'm not giving Frank that. Because what do you give Frank? 
I'm not. First of all, the, ma- the mafia made the nigga. This ain't staying on code, though. No, this ain't politics. We no, talking no, about music. No, 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 no. We, we talking about helping, like, looking back and helping people out who right. brought you there. Because after he got his biggest success with Tom Basie, Frank Sinatra went and spent the whole 70s in fucking blackface and imitating niggas and throwing niggas under the bus. They're like talking to you niggas about that. He had a whole Vegas show where the motherfucker was just sitting blackface and kind of talking about niggas. After Count Basie gave him his best hits. You probably yeah, like yeah, the time with, with Frank Sinatra, he, he also he also when he was performing with with you know he had black people with him, uh, they would try to make him walk in the back. Right. And he would not perform unless they came to the front. I'm not saying what he did wasn't right, but I'm just saying that he was on that side in some type of way. But I think that blackface stuff, because it was popping and all that shit back then, I still think it was a little like. You know, this the this the thing we doing. Count Basie live at Tropicana in nineteen sixty eight. He refused to play that venue. He said if my and my band came play here, I'm not fucking with it. Yeah. After he took a stand, Frank came in afterwards and was like, All right. Hey, Frank. The mother, hey, no, I'm telling you the story. Every bad thing he gonna highlight. You say this. You say this all the time. You said there aren't any perfect messengers, just perfect messages. Can that be Subscribe to this whole situation with Frank Sinatra. Did he give them a platform, even though he may not have been a perfect messenger? No. <laughs> he, he acknowledged them. He he did give him credit. No, no. He did. He, he did give. Him, of course, you ain't gonna see it on Google. <laughs> You know what's crazier though? It, 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 okay, okay, you got searches and got books. Go ahead. though, but back in the day with the whole slave stuff, there was some white masters that was trying to help, you know, black people as much as they can. They didn't like what they were doing, but they still had them as save slaves. They just wanted to make sure they didn't go to another nigga me, to get whipped and all. Let that me stuff. be clear. I'm not saying Frank Sinatra didn't go back and acknowledge uh, Count Basie. He did go back and acknowledge it. I'm just saying, let's tell the history. In order, let's let's not act like Count Basie wasn't already nigga for twenty years before Frank came on the scene. No, I feel that. That's all. No, I'm but when he was a nigga for twenty years. But what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I'm not talking about that dynamic. I'm I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that when when black entertainers ascend to a certain level. We give them passes when it, some of them don't do the right thing. Right. We got to start. Look, look. Tiffany Haddish is the first motherfucker I can remember in history that became an A-level star and was really reaching back and grabbing motherfuckers. Not, not just grabbing niggas that was in her everyday circle. Like She was reaching back and she was extending real opportunities, giving niggas executive, uh, uh, executive, yeah, executive. P- production. You know how hard it is to become an executive producer on a yeah. major level? Like... I, who can you? Who else do you remember yeah. doing what Tiffany is doing? That, that bullshit background I had on my Netflix was my choice while I was drinking. But right. I would have never. I, at that point, I was like, nigga, nobody gonna step in. Nobody. Once I saw what they did, I was like, that's not my idea. But you know what I'm saying? But that's how much leeway we had. And the, and the, the funny thing about Tiffany, Tiffany not stupid. She know who talk about her. Mm-hmm. She know what's going on. And sometimes she'll give you a job just to let you know, nigga, now you're working for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask but, you a question. If Tiffany... Was what's dog face name? Leslie. If Tiffany was Leslie and this happened to Tiffany, how would Tiffany have handled that? Uh, from from me knowing Tiffany the way I, th- I think I do, I think Tiffany would have came out and said something. I think Tiffany's been very vocal in a lot of things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even when people call her not funny or whatever. She went in the whole clubhouse room that had that titled and still talked to these people 
you know what I mean, and gave them that like free platform to ask her these questions, and they were trying to dog her. But I think, in some defense to Leslie, and and for a certain amount of my career, I felt the same way. Leslie, when I met her, you you gotta understand how you get shitted on in the beginning of this career. Right. Definitely. So so when people go, Shantae, you stand off and shit, I try to be cool with niggas. I try to be cooler because I was a Wayans and I was trying to show I'm still a real nigga. Right. I still I'm still poor. I still grew up in the projects. But no matter what I did, they still went, you probably got that because you're uncles. And I remember specifically this there's, there's two dudes from New York that used to ride with my uncles. And I would go there and they was the nicest and yo, let me get you on stage and all this stuff when my uncles were there. When I came out to do that myself, it was like, oh, you know, they'll say what's up to me, but it was like uh, one of them told me, you think you think you could just get on stage because you were Wayans? Oh, wow. Nigga. So so when you got shit and then when things start happening for you, now everybody want to be your friend. Now I got niggas in my DM or texting me, hey, just checking on you. <laughs> the last text I got, <laughs> nigga, the hey, last but, text I got, you got a hey, big head. But you can't you can't forget you can't forget that niggas still like you because you still pretty. So no, some no, niggas no, no. Yeah. That, that, no, 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 like, baby, niggas like, oh, no, 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 has been dogged and she been in this game I want to say damn near 50 fucking years yeah. so when you get enough of that you know you ain't you ugly and you this and you ain't shit and you know whatever you don't give a fuck about nobody because those same people and more now now you friends I look at Tiffany Haddish I stopped following celebrities because I'm like these niggas don't give a fuck about you until you blow up and then everybody Man. following you. Ooh. Now you could FaceTime Taylor fucking Swift. Right. Now you could do nigga fuck that. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. 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 And let me clarify, Leslie, Leslie ain't ugly. That was just an ugly move she made. No, That's no, no, you can't like. <laughs> I said coming to America too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She she looked like Coco Beware for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she played on City Hall and come to America though. You shot my brother quick. <laughs> no, no. I'm joking, man. I fuck with you. We, we just joking. We, we just we just joking, Eldon Campbell. We just joking. We support you. We support you. But look, man, I say this all the time. We always talk about how black men and black women don't treat each other right. But we never talk about how black women are fucked up to each other. And in this particular case, Leslie, you need to pay pressures. That's the only retribution we want to see. You know the struggle. You know the struggle. Pay her somehow. What's a, what's a good lump sum to let it go, let, make it go away? So, fuck, bring me on as a writer. You got niggas writing for you that are taking my shit, so X them out the way and bring me on as a writer. Oh, man, we only had 800 likes. This is Smash crazy. The likes. Smash the like button, man, please. Also, join the Patreon. You know how YouTube does us. 
you know, I'm surprised this stream ain't been cut off yet. So make sure y'all subscribe to the Patreon. Um, we gonna we we gonna get on this motherfucking uh, Kwame Brown yes. situation in a Go few ahead. minutes. It's a lot of motherfucking shit going on with Kwame. Um, we gonna go on a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll quick commercial break. Yeah, when we come back from a commercial break, we gonna jump into this Kwame Brown situation, man. Kwame Brown look like he make hot, a top ramen sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> With hot sauce. He be more, talking shit, talking about them niggas don't know what's cracking. More <laughs> Craig facts when we get back. Yeah. yeah. We're back. Right. That's some real shit. We're back. <laughs> In the place to be, sucking MCs. Hey, it was one time, nigga. If you was an adult in the 80s and somebody called you a sucker MC, that was like, sucker MC. Niggas be with his homies, niggas be with his homies. call me a sucker MC. Remember that line on that song, Word Up by Cameo? What did he say? He's like, and all you sucker DJs. Somebody was ready to fight MC. Somebody was ready to fight in Chicago when that nigga said that. That nigga really, that nigga. Hey, that nigga really love fruit, nigga. Remember on candy? <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> 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 And you know, we've all had positive interactions. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, stir up no pot, man. Just do the homegirl right, man. Because she's a great comedian, and she's put the work in. And everybody, you know, everybody who's put the work in deserves a shot, man. And you two niggas know that more than anybody because I saw you guys get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? So all love and respect, though, but do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Kwame Brown. Kwame <laughs> yeah, is a savage. Come on, forehead, half ass. This is where the nigga says punk. Hey, punk, motherfucker. Punk. 
Any nigga uh. that say punk like that got wisdom. Punk can play ball the way he talks shit. But here's the difference, though. Kwame, I think Kwame is aware of who he is in the world. He said something that was very, uh, very enlightening. He said, see, some of you motherfuckers think that because you're good ball players, that you're good people. Said some of you motherfuckers good at basketball, but terrible at life. And when he when he came out and called out Stephen A and said, You letting them white folks speak for you and you and you and you only bash black men, that's what he really talking about. And that's the part the whole nucleus of Kwame Brown's argument is that these sports pundits get on TV and they only shit on the black men. They, whenever it's a white person, like you can't, you don't even remember that white boy's name that stomped his white black wife's ears together a couple months ago. Oh yeah, you don't even remember that motherfucker's name, do you? I but they still, but they still talking about. But when, when, when Pac Man Jones did his thing, Pac Man Jones did his thing around the same time Ben Roethlisberger raped a bitch. But they only talk about Pac Man. So what he's talking about is that constant theme in sports media. If a black person does something wrong, allegedly, you know, yeah, allegedly, if we do something wrong, allegedly, because you know, black people we moral. So the minute you see somebody say some do some shit, nigga, we gonna be like, what the fuck was you doing, nigga? Well, but when right. they do it, they don't say shit. Well, I think that's one of the main points, but he has multiple points. Yeah. Oh yeah. Multiple, he has multiple, multiple people. Multiple people. <laughs> he he's also speaking to the classism aspect of entertainment and how people think when they they practice elitism. They think when they get to a certain position that it's okay for them to talk about everybody else. Mm. Specific, you know, when he talked about Stephen A. Smith, but we don't, we, how come we ain't talking about your dirt? Or why are we controlling narratives like this? Okay, I was the first round, I was the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah, I was the first overall pick. My career didn't pan out. We get that. I'm a bust in you guys' eyes. What's his YouTube page called? Kwame Brown Bus, bus Life. <laughs> okay, man. So he embraces that. So when niggas talk about he was dookie on the court, okay, but he embraces that he wasn't the ball player he should have been. But what about the other positive things that he's done? Why aren't we highlighting those? Which are? He's helping out the kids. Uh, football, there's a kids football team. He gives out shoes because he was a kid that grew up with no shoes. You know how to play ball. And, you know, he got, his, he got a pair of shoes when he played ball and left with some shoes. You know what I'm saying? They don't highlight that. You can be a kid from nothing, free lunch line, and then make something out of your life, become the number one pick, move your mom out the hood, get her to get her a house on the golf course. They don't want to highlight that. See, it's attainable for a black kid to come out of these situations, but they make it seem like if you don't score 30 now, that means your whole life has been a failure, which mm -hmm. is not true. You know what I'm saying? Ask, I wanted to ask Dewan and Craig this. Do y'all think Kwame, what he's doing right now, is putting like a dent in the Boule platform? Hell yeah. Because one thing about it, See, the thing, they're only able to deceive, to deceive us if we don't see it coming. What he's doing is he's bringing truth. When you wash your dishes, it don't matter how dirty the dishes is, two or three drops of dishwashing liquid are going to clean all them fucking pots. All it takes is a few drops of truth to clean all the bullshit you've been indoctrinated with your whole life. Uh, so you think the type of place that you eat, that one drop... <laughs> Set from Pizza Face over there. And they got to take his place in the shower with him. Like, this only way get to go place. <laughs> this motherfucker, Craig's pimples pop ragu. 
nasty ass pops. Nigga, your pops is as big as Miss Motherfucker Charlie's head, nigga. That nigga DeWan the kind of nigga to talk reckless to the waiter at every restaurant. Why would I do that? I want my food, man. I don't want my food late. Bring me some ice. I when the waiter Hey, DeWine carry a scale, so when he go to the restaurant and, and the waiter bring his food, he want to make sure it's all there. Craig's face is a cluster of red devils. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that you, nigga. nigga. That nigga Charlie look like golden retriever nuts. speaking it's the deception we've been over they've been misleading us these motherfuckers been misleading us and they get paid to mislead us right. and they calling that shit out salute to you nigga yeah. I, did you even know how the nigga sounded yeah I, no. I never did i never yeah. did he I, had just he had, a fro, he had a faux hawk one time i was like that nigga might <laughs> <laughs> hey so what's that boule program in that he's putting a dead in like what what they do they have Specific people that are set up to bash black men on several platforms. Yes. And that's what he's destroying. If you look at the history, like when you look at a lot of people in media, whether you're talking about Roland Martin, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, a lot of these people, when you go to their own profile, you'll see their little uh, fraternity ties, and those fraternities are tied to Boule organizations. For more information, look up Steve, Steve Coakley. I ain't gonna talk all about that right now because we ain't trying to get fucking banned in this bitch. But what I'm saying is this. A lot of these people, it don't, it don't take everybody to be on one thing. It just takes a few in the right positions. Right. And usually when people get hired at these networks, it's not just Boulé. Because Boulé is still under the guidance of these white supremacists. When you get a job at Disney, which is ESPN, when you get a job at Fox, you are, it's, it's very clear that you're going to walk the company line. Where the fuck them producers say that's in the earpiece is what the fuck you going to say. You can say yes to that side or you can say no to that side. But your black ass is going to stay on whatever the fuck they tell you to stay on. And if you notice this, whenever white folks get an issue, Robert Kraft during the Super Bowl got caught in a massage parlor with girls that are being trafficked during the time of Me Too. And that shit was news for three days and done. 
And so Man. it's a very clear understanding when you see these people in sports that pay to attack black men or nobody at all. Mm -hmm. And so this time, the only way that she's going to stop is if we, that because we're the biggest consumers of ESPN, we're the biggest consumers of Fox Sports, the only way that shit stop is if we stop allowing it to happen. That's why I stopped watching this shit 10 years ago. Dewan, so they come out with Fresh Prince Part 2. They say, we want you to play Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> We need you to lose two so you can wait for. Are you but it's so? But they say you got to take the role, but you can't be talking that shit. You be talking on your shit, your shit no more. If it's acting, um, I, I'm acting wrong, but me away from the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, you're not gonna fucking mute me. That's what the internet's here for now. I'm Fifty thousand episode. Oh, I can make that. I'm gonna be like, nigga, shut your motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If I, if, if I can shut, if, if I just have to be quiet while we're filming during during the season, you have to be quiet for a couple months. So for but fifty bands an episode, episode you, gotta, 50, you get paid fifty bands an episode. Let's fuck it. You gonna get you gonna get a million and a half in one year. But when you they tell you you can't say hotel ish no more. You can't say anything related to that when you away from the camera. Would you do it? When the mortgage market was at its best, I turned down. I had nine refrigerators. No, I had nine refrigerators. I'm gonna need you niggas to grow up and listen. Okay, I'm gonna need you niggas to grow up and listen. When the mortgage market in 2006 was at its best, and they was giving out them them interest only loans, them them them, them loans of 0.9 percent for a year. We got three and a half basis points on the back end. You know what I mean? Those hoes I sold, zero. I took my 0.5% commission because it's the right fucking thing to do. Right. There you go. So that was for 50 grand. What about for... No, no, no. This is 50 grand a deal. You don't know what loans is like. That's 40 grand a deal. But Charlie asked if you would you would change, you would hold your tongue for 50 grand. So you said you wouldn't. What about for $25 gift cards at McDonald's once a week? For life. Hey, I will look. No, no, no. I'll tell you what, this will shut me up. If you stop wearing shirts that look like bird vomit, I might stop. <laughs> I that, might stop. That nigga on your shirt got high blood pressure. Nigga, that's back to car. You can't talk about that. Right? You can't talk about that. Fuck you, Brandon. You know who he is, though? You talk about him every episode. But do, do you, that, but do you know? Do you know? Do you know? No. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He did die off a You high shut blood up talking about who was they were smashed. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> no, nigga. Motherfucker. It ain't no way Neely Fuller wasn't fucking Dr. Francis Crush Wesley. It ain't no way. She was bad in the 50s, bro. What are you talking about? You sticking with Rest this. in peace to the God, man. But this man right here. Dr. Heinrich Clark, man. He. say that nigga got high blood pressure. Nah, <laughs> this nigga right here though. You gotta look at some of his videos, read his books. He is an amazing individual, bro. He enlightened me to so much stuff, bro. I encourage people to this this John Henry Clark who's, who's on my T-shirt. If y'all know who he is, go to his YouTube video. We have no friends. Where he's talking about the position of the Black Americans. It's, it's on thirty-five minutes. Nationhood. But it's the shit was filmed thirty years ago. But it will talk about what we're going through right now in twenty twenty-one. And the reason I brought that up. 
after you said that was bizarre, I can tell that Kwame has been listening to a lot of the master teachers because his perspective is definitely outside the norm of the normal European way of thinking things. He definitely has a counterculture mentality and he understands propaganda and he understands the art of war. And for him being a big person, a bigger, stronger, stout, tough dude, he doesn't really use guile as much as other people. His shit is power. Go ahead, go ahead. He goes, he goes straight to the nigga he got a problem with, and he has that you can't whoop me mentality. <laughs> and I got to respect it. All day. I got to respect it. Only thing I don't like is a light-skinned comment. Shut your big ass up when it comes down. Because I... I you, uh, you're a big nigga, you might get me, but I'm going to bust your lip or do something. I'm going to hurt something on you, nigga. So stop with the light-skinned comments. It's funny to Becky with the good hair, but the shit you says is fire. It's fire to see somebody who was within the system turn against it, but be in the right and articulate themselves in a great way. Can I, can I, ask, can I ask y'all this? I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. I mean, be an advocate of that's a hybrid avocado. It's avocado. I like that. I like that. I like that. I don't like what That's an avocado on the kumquat. That's an avocado on the kumquat. I like that. I like that. It's the outside of a Mexican stick. They on the golf thing. Wasn't a bust, right? And he he had the the, the career that Shaq had. Him, that Shaq, let's say a Shaq career, or let's even say a Tim Duncan's, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's say that a Tim Duncan, or he was a a guy that came off the bench and gave work. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a any anybody like any any big man that, that had a good career, and he he was in in that inner circle. Do you think that if they were still like he was trash, do you think he would took the same stance, like calling shit out, or no. would it be something different? I think he wouldn't. I think he look, man. So when you chew gum on an empty stomach, you'll eat anything. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So. Say that again. So when you chew gum on an empty stomach, you'll eat anything. Because he, I feel like he wasn't satisfied by his career. When you chew gum on an empty stomach, you know you may feel full because you're tricking your stomach into producing as, uh, you know, acids, and it may feel like you're full, but you're not. So with him, he. Making it to the NBA, he felt full, but he didn't get the gratification he wanted. So now he understands, because he was on the inside, that the system ain't shit. So now he like, fuck it, nigga. But if he was Tim Duncan, he'd be, you know, he. I mean, when have you heard somebody say something bad about Tim Duncan? Besides me saying they call him wearing panties during the game. Uh, I think... I think to answer your question, his stance would look a lot more like Kevin Durant's, because if you think about it, KD's been on his kick since 2014. KD's been on that the media. He's not saying it as blunt. As, as Kwame Brown, but the essence of what he's been saying since he had the industry, the injury, I say industry, that injury in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, when he had that in injury, he had done everything right, did all the media dates, shook everybody's hand, and the minute he got hurt one time, he was right in saying that he faked an injury. So Kevin Durant went on the tie race, and I like the video of Thumb This Motherfucker. Smash so part of the reason why ESPN always has something shady to say about Kevin Durant was because he went hard on the media back in 2014, 2015, right. saying a lot of things Kwame is saying right now, just not as direct, not as blunt. Yeah. I think, so if, if he if he turned out to be somebody like that was really good and was satisfied by his career and then ended up in the same situation, my, 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 by the way the dude talked, I think that 
he will be out there, maybe not as much on the media end of it. He'd be calm along. He'd be calm along. Yeah, because look, you could tell he just the niggas fed up when he was talking about it. He'd be calm along. I'd like to see him monetize it. I wanted to ask Brandon just That's on the sure. business tip. What, what would you suggest if you had a chance to come talk on, to Craig? Facts about monetizing it. Mm-hmm. Bro, monetizing what he's doing right now. What, what are some of the things you would suggest? Bro, he's already doing a great job. So. uh my mama recipe, you know, he keeps saying that. He already got t-shirts for that. So he's already, bro, he's selling that. He's selling all his, bro, he, he's. I got I mean, a shirt for him. Bro, like he's the, he's like the perfect description of a person that played possum. He did, yeah. like he played possum for 20 years. And just let everybody talk shit, let them think they was winning. And then just pick this time to come back hey. and all the sucker shit. He needs a Becky with the good hair shirt. Yes. And he needs a, I'm a bust, but I'll beat your ass. <laughs> Bro, he, ASAP. Nigga, ASAP. I love what he's doing, though, man. I, I, this is the I, first I, time I, that we've ever seen, like, a bus do this? Like, I've never seen anybody. Like, I'm saying, like, no, I think that is dope. Like, have we ever seen somebody who didn't have a dope career come back and do this? That is the greatest shit ever. He's going to make a video about your shit today. <laughs> I wish he would make a video about me. I would love to go back. Yeah, because you don't hear this shit from, like, like Ryan Leaf, you know what I mean? Right. Like this other just because he didn't jump too much. Damn. That would be a great show. Ryan Leaf and him would be a great show. Go ahead. Or, Jam- or Jamarcus Russell. Kwame, I think Kwame is the G because it's clear that he's been able to separate what he does and who he is. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why a lot of the bus, a lot of the bus haven't been able to come out and be as vocal because they have attached their confidence level to the way they performed in the NBA. But it also mm-hmm. helps that he, he'll put hands on your ass. And the nigga got hands. Yeah, and he got hands. Yeah. I'd rather have so, a You want to be a great basketball player? You see Steven Jackson, who normally wants all the smoke, wanting none of the smoke. Gilbert Arenas was tweeting about some of the fights. They got a hair purifier now. Gilbert Arenas talked about this motherfucker after a few fights in the club and how he dog walked a few niggas. Go, go, go look at Gil's Twitter. He talked about sometimes. Said he knocked out a a, a, a football player. And then football players and bodyguards. Yeah. Didn't y'all so, say Steven Jackson was online eating a bean pie saying I, I don't want to <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he was, he, that nigga was that. Well, nigga said, <laughs> but with the, 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 super muscle. the thing with Kwame, here's, here's the thing that for me that reveals some character. I was watching this video and he was talking a story about in the fourth grade how when he, he went to a white school and a white boy said he's stupid or whatever. And he talked about how he worked a little extra hard that, that year in school to get an A. This is a kid that, who when he, he showed in the fourth grade that, you know, education meant something to him. A lot of athletes aren't as intelligent as him. I said, I said. The nigga said, intelligent. Intelligent. I said, that shit like a That's a nigga that tells on a gentleman, intelligent. Laker logo colored motherfucker. <laughs> don't wear purple, nigga. Um, Are you saying I'm gold? Fuck you. <laughs> but like, no, he's he's highly intelligent, and the dope thing about it is, he knows. And I, you heard some in some of the videos. He knows most of the cats in the NBA. I don't want to call them stupid, but they didn't spend the most of their time in the books. Mm. And he's somebody who did. And, so, and he said it in, in one of his videos. He said when I was when I was playing, y'all noticed I was real quiet. He said, because I understood in order to get my paycheck, I got to shut the fuck up. Because yeah. if I open my mouth around these dumb motherfuckers, they're going to know I'm something. Mm-hmm. He's the highest level of smart. Knowing when to shut up is a high level of intelligence. Yeah. What, did, what, did Mooney, what did Mooney say? Uh, he, wrote this, he wrote that script for uh, Stephen King, Nigga with a Brain. <laughs> because, because look how much it's scaring the masses now. Because he's, yeah. he's literally airing out some, some shit Charlemagne did. 
Oh, he just 20 years ago. Kwame Brown destroyed Charlemagne the guy. He said, he said, how you going? He came up with, but I'm saying, he, he's smart enough to know when to bring shit up and how long to stay on the subject and then let everybody else do the research. Like, that, that, that's a gift. That's what I'm saying. It's a gift. He told Charlamagne, how you gonna talk about me being a bus when you drugging bitches and raping them? Oh, yeah, he pled no contest. Yeah, he pled no contest. He pled no contest. I never knew that about Charlamagne. Nigga, you raped a bitch. You're a rapist. Look up to me. You're gonna be like, oh. Well, they said they said the girl was he was they said he was 20 allegedly. I just I always say allegedly. If you're right, 20, the girl was 15 years old. Oh no. Can't fuck with you. Hey man, I'm no. Start by 1716. Very good, Will. Uh, and thanks for the money, goddamn. Oh, thanks, Larry. Appreciate you, big bro. Yeah. I think I got the truth. Nigga Larry Goodwill French braided his beard into his chest hair. But he was 15. And so the girl, so the girl's trying to real. She wants to reopen the case again. And here's the dope part about how. Hold on, hold on, y'all. This is the dope part about how Kwame's doing it. He didn't strike first. He went to Charlemagne because literally he said what they're going to do because. If you study Neely Fuller, you, the system of white supremacy is very predictable. They only run power right every fucking time. Niggas just don't ever fucking pay attention. They run the same goddamn play. So he said, you know, what they're going to do, they're going to they gonna, they gonna cut you, they're going to mischaracterize you. If they can't find something to mischaracterize me, they're going to go for my family. What does Charlamagne the God do? Go on the breakfast club and talk about the nigga's dad was a murderer, his brother was somebody who did this. And the thing is, he didn't even know his brother that, that did that at the time. At the he told him later. You know, so he ended up finding out that this is the whole side of the family he didn't know existed. At all. And you know what I mean? So they went right to miss. That's why I always end my show with there are no perfect messengers, only perfect messages. Because they always except, find some except shit for Sinatra. Sinatra. Except for Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah, no <laughs> when I, when I, when I, when I release that. When I, when I release. Living in Brunswick, Georgia, nigga. That's enough money for seven lifetimes in Brunswick, Georgia. But right. nigga ain't living in LA. How many refrigerators? But kind? they keep running the same play and they try to cut him, they try to mischaracterize him through his family. And then he right. just went ahead, okay, you want to talk about families? Let's talk about your rape record, nigga. Damn. Wow. Ooh. I know that too. Once, if I find out you're a rapist, nigga, you can't be around me. I have no mercy for child molesters and rapists. I will beat you. No contest. Beat you. Yeah, nigga. It's basically admitting to it, but pleading down for like. They be having dirt on all these motherfuckers with the blue checks. Not 90% of them. And I always say that go for government or anything. I feel like y'all, they show you, let's live this life. I get all y'all in here, and I'm recording shit that's in hotels and stuff. And I always feel like that because there's politicians, there's a lot of people that don't want to... mess up shit they don't they don't mean they don't want to be evil they don't want to do shit but it's always something that i think they capture so they go okay nigga when you tell me no 
the, all, how, these niggas been rapists and busters yeah. and all this shit for right. so long, right. and then it, and then they shit start hitting. You like when? Why are we just finding out about this? You right? Mm-hmm. When, they, when, they, when they got Ray Nagin in Jeez. New Orleans, when Ray Nagin decided to help out New Orleans after Katrina, they said, we "Got something for you, bitch," and got his ass up out of there. <coughs> same thing with Omar Bradley here in Compton. Same thing with Kwame Kilpatrick in Detroit. Every time a nigga get in office. That motherfucker uh, in D.C., the former the former uh, mayor in D.C., the minute he was helping out the goddamn city, oh, we got some crack for your motherfucking ass. Right. So it, that's just the way it goes. Wait, wait, wait. But the nigga was smoking crack. The nigga was smoking crack. Wait, wait, wait. The nigga was on tape smoking crack and was in there with a the prostitute. Yeah. That nigga, that nigga was dancing. Mary and Mary, right? No, he was on camera, nigga. That's crazy. My nigga Mary and Mary said, my nigga Mary and Mary said, this bitch set me up. Hey, this how cold it is. In 1972, that motherfucker Robert Kennedy motherfucking killed a bitch at Chappaquiddick. Motherfucker got in a car accident. Bitch died. He walked away like nothing happened. And that That's a Kennedy, though. Kennedys ain't humans. They yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go for right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They're 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 they got. They don't got. Yeah, they're all cursed. They got to let Zemo and Zeus deal yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, Zemo, yeah. Touche. Yeah, they were still alive for three weeks. Yeah, motherfucker. They still alive. Touche. Touche. The Patreon link. I'm going to put it in there right now. Make sure y'all follow. What do y'all think about this comment that uh Luke Luke said? Luke said, Kwame motherfucking Brown. <laughs> the comment I love was uh, that they let certain Negroes put them on TV and give they put certain Negroes on TV and get them a platform to tell other tear other black men down. That's real shit. Yeah, that's fine. You see it happen. That's all that's all ESPN is. Tear nigga down day. What should be Kwame's next move? A podcast. Yeah. He needs a podcast. Him and Demarcus Russell. Okay, I'm with you, I would do a two-part tour. I would be visiting other niggas' podcasts. You need to come here first, Kwame Brown. Let's set that straight. Come here first. I visit other people's podcasts because right now you popping. And then while you on the podcast, talk about your own spinoff and go on the Charlie Sheen tour, nigga. And then do a sitcom about the whole thing. Yeah, do a sitcom about the whole thing. Yeah, starring himself, nigga, and kill the game. Hell yeah. So how does Charlemagne recover from this? Because I feel like he ethered Charlemagne. I feel like... <laughs> well, somebody said it in the comments that, that Charlemagne already addressed that in one of his books. So it ain't really new news. He just said, brought it up. I know about it, but still. That's the fucked up shit. They were Bill Cosby. Like, nigga, they buried him with yeah. some shit. <laughs> yeah. The 70s nigga. So it was like, but that shit Bill Cosby is in prison. Yeah, for that shit. I think... They're going to reopen this case? You, you know what I think is going to happen? The girl is trying to reopen the case. Her name's like Jessica. Yeah, her name's Jessica Reed. You know the thing about it? You know what it's going to do? Because Kwame said he's smoking people out. Because he got all these people who are fucking... He's smoking weed with people? Hey, Kwame, I'm... Tell my story. <laughs> he's smoking. He's smoking niggas out. Cause what he's saying is, cause we know a lot of these motherfuckers is internet activists. The only one was popular. He's like, okay, if you truly care about me too, all that who woofing y'all been doing these last few years. If you care about it, motherfucker, do it when it's not popular. Yeah. Why? Why would you listen to a motherfucker mm-hmm. if you if you sold me too? Why would you listen to a motherfucker who played a no contest and something be too shit? It's only when it's, it's trendy. Talk about it. Lives matter, all, everything. Everything is white trendy. Is it's trendy. It's, it's, it's trendy, trendy activism. Yep. Yeah, man. Everybody, you know I'm texting y'all niggas. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Are you going to say it again, Brown? I said if we both give me a deal, 
I'm texting y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> also today. Damn. <laughs> Bradley, Bradley, the camera's on during the commercial breaks. That nigga got we got shit on everybody here. I got something unrelated real quick I want to talk to y'all about. This is real serious to me. Have y'all heard about this shit? They're about to start weighing niggas to get on airplanes. Oh, they should have been. Oh, no. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> You're going to have, they said they don't know about Why the weight distribution. Right? Right? <laughs> <Y'all, laughs> <y'all laughs> you have, no, airline? All of them. American, American. No, that, I'm, I'm hearing it's like they've been, a, they've been doing that in Hawaii for a long time. They finna start weighing niggas to get on the plane. Or they'll charge you for two tickets if you two. I'm sick. Look it up. It's a, it's a real if thing. If they do that shit, they need to do it in front of everybody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> get, take your ass off. <laughs> you got both of you. Get on the stairs. Look. The, the, the nigga yeah, waiting yeah. to come across a big ass screen. That nigga's 380. Have you ever seen a nigga bring the extension for the seatbelt, nigga? Yes. Oh, nigga be so embarrassed. Wait, what? No, wait. They bring that shit out? I used, I to, used to be so big. Bro, I, I was so big that even the extension wasn't big enough for me. For real. They almost charged me for two seats. Literally. I was always For real. Nah, I'm just telling like, it's, no, when, when they, I like, I faked it. On my first trip to New York, when I did what, when we did Wild It Out, I faked it, and the ladies just looked at me like, "What is this gonna do if we die?" Anyway? You you That's why I just faked it, just like, "It's, it's all right, just go." Fuck that thing. The only nigga to survive, probably. Everybody would see that when I died. Bounce the fuck back. That's crazy. So it's just American Airlines, then. So far, America's the one to make that announcement that they're gonna do it. But hey. because they, they, what they're saying is the average weight of the human being since obesity is out of control is much bigger. So they don't even know how to calculate. At this point, yeah, what's considered how much weight? So, like, so that's what I'm saying. So, what do you think the average weight of a male is? No, all that fucking sugar. You know what? Because that's gonna that's gonna cause fat like shaming and hatred on planes. Because niggas gonna, I'm just saying. Because niggas gonna be like, oh, all these fat niggas get on, we gonna die because they don't know how to how much the weight of the planes goes. Because these fat niggas already there from the fat. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but I hate when I gotta sit this with. Generally fly first class, so I ain't got to sit elbow to elbow with you. You niggas got sharp ass elbows, and that shit hurt my fucking jelly roll. That shit hurt my jelly roll because you niggas are skinny. I fight business class. 
If I can't do first class or if I got to do coach, I'm getting a motherfucking X row because I don't want to be next to you skinny motherfuckers. I, I hear your heartbeat, nigga. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. Said, I don't like y'all either, nigga. He said, no, no, no. You give you the X row, nigga? What row is that? X row, nigga. Oh, X row. Okay, what row is that? I thought they made it. X row, business class. If I'm back. If I'm poverty stricken, nigga, the exit row. Hey, yeah. Chuck. Hey, 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 Chuck. That nigga DeWine tests the potency of sugar by putting it on his gums. <laughs> <laughs> That's a warning. That's a warning. Give me a kilo of that. Kilo of that. Give me like 1300 for Charlie, if you don't set right. your gravity voice, Frankie Beverly, <laughs> you Frankie Beverly and May sounding ass nigga. Sing, go, sing golden oh, time of day, nigga. Oh, I'm fucking with it though. Oh, shit. I'm niggas to get on the plane, Craig. It's fucked up. Is it? Let's just fuck up. You're going to be with your luggage nigga, on the scale. Do all of y'all feel like that when y'all see fat niggas coming on the plane? Like this nigga? I know they feel like that. Even you, though, boy. I know they feel like that. sit next to me, I'm not talking to you. Don't say hi to me when you sit down. I know, look, I know you skinny niggas feel away because I don't like fat people either. If I saw if I saw your fat ass coming up, so how do you see you, nigga? That's all. You can follow niggas than me, give me fat jokes. You're fatter than me. You're fatter than me, though. Here's a difference, though. Here's a difference. Hey, here's a difference. I accepted myself, motherfucker, so I ain't got to go around. What are you saying? You I said no boy hasn't accepted me. No, 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 he had to really ask you niggas if you want to sit next to a fat nigga. Who want to sit next to a hot, greasy, fat, bacon-smelling nigga? You're a fat, no, greasy, bacon-smelling nigga. <laughs> that's the whole point. I, that's the whole point. I know that. That's why I'm going to go sitting on three on, on a three-row seat with my fat ass taking up one and a half of the seat. You know, nigga, go to, nigga, put your fat ass in business class and stop complaining, nigga. Oh, <laughs> you fly, you fly, you fly, you fly, you fly, you fly, brisket class. See what the airlines are doing to you? The airlines got fat niggas fighting. They didn't want to do They want sex right now. This is what they wanted done. This is what they wanted. So you saying no boy's lost. You saying he's lost? I'm saying nigga, you lost. This nigga know he got Cinderella hips. Nigga, you look like you are doing you look like you are doing cardio right now. Just because you lost weight, nigga, you still fat, you hot, nigga. <laughs> you feel like an oven, you hot, fat motherfucker. You know? <laughs> I don't like fat people. <laughs> that nigga Doughboy thinks slavery is the choice, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so who's Dr. Claude Anderson? <laughs> is it doctor? So what's redlining? Towel off after a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, 
Hey, hey, hey, Craig, uh, let, let, me, let me ask you this, man. Uh, no, no, we'll we switch it up for a sec uh, for the boxing audience. Uh, Tyson, Ty, uh, Deontay Wilder won, uh, won the arbitration. Yeah. So they they have to cancel. He's not, he, he uh, disagreed on the step aside money. <laughs> Did so he? they have to fight. I think he's going to knock Fury out. Oh, no, he's not. No, Talk he's about not. it. He's, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. I don't know. I I personally think Fury is back uh, doing coke myself. Right now? Yeah, I think he's Jeez. back on drugs. Yeah, he's actually. He, Fury? Yeah, Fury look on He looks unbalanced to me. Like Fury his, on Rockefeller. We see. He, he, I don't know if he smoked rocks, but he definitely sniffed no, a lot of coke. I think he's back on coke because if you watch him in his interviews, he seemed like a little like a little, 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 little jittery. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, so. Uh, I think he's gonna beat Fury, but I don't think he got nothing for Joshua. I, you think, wait, wait, why do you think he could, did y'all see the last fight? <laughs> no, do you think I, he could beat Fury? I went to both fights. But do you think he could beat Fury the way he got his ass whooped? No, no, but, 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 but his gloves were loaded. I was at both, I was at both fights, bro, and uh -huh. Fury, the first fight, he couldn't hurt the nigga. Now, all of a sudden, you got this heavy-ass right hand that put a dent in his skull. Nigga, yeah. It's 280. I mean, he's bigger, though. Yeah, you got to land. But here's the thing. In that first fight, people had, like, Fury was, like, landing punches, like, glancing blows. No, the motherfucker landed a few clean shots, but for the most part, Fury was missing. And when he did miss, when he did hit, it didn't do shit. It didn't do shit. Now, all of a sudden, in the second fight, the nigga come in with a clean skull. When the fight's over, he got a big-ass dent in the side of his skull. How that happened from a nigga who the last fight couldn't hurt you? And this bone made adjustments. This bone yeah, right here, no, this bone right this. here, medically can't be broken with the fist. The bones in your hand are not strong enough to break this bone right. So, so you said No, no, we saying that that nigga just one day he had an egg got weight. power and hit the nigga so hard he cracked his skull. He has pillow hands. That's what niggas say about him. Everybody he's that fought say he has long. pillow hands. I've yeah. never heard that narrative. And I know. I'm telling you. Bro, one of my guys did uh, did mitts for him and told me this dude got pop in his hands. But what about what Osbury Really? Yeah. I have never heard that. But what about Osbury? Osbury trained with the motherfucker. And then say I left training camp because in training camp they was taking pads out the gloves saying, yep. "Oh, we just experimenting." Yep. So it was on Sparta yep. partner left and was like, "Nah, I can fuck with you." Not only were they trying to say he was experimenting, they saying they was doing that to build up his confidence. So they saying, "No, listen, this is what this team. I'm not saying this. This team Fair. said this. This team saying this is the reason they did it. They saying they put they wrapped his gloves and they took the the, the shit out the gloves so it build up his confidence so he'd be willing to throw the punches harder in the fight. Now I don't know y'all if y'all know if about boxing. You don't play boxing. We say that all the time. Fact. So you can't play power. Right. And then expect that shit to show up all the somehow he believes in himself and the power <coughs> of Jesus. But no, bro, but, it don't work like that. Power, but at the heavyweight division it's different, bro. No, but he, these are these are these are big boys. Have you ever seen him knock a nigga like that? Put a knot, a dent in somebody's head. I haven't, but it does, that doesn't mean that it's not well, possible. Not possible. But, yeah. Brandon, you know it. You know it's better than you. About, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like He actually has problems in. What I thought that when he hit the Wilder in the back of the head, I didn't think Wilder ever recovered from that. It Remember when they rolled, the yeah, first knockdown, they rolled, they rolled it a knockdown. I didn't, I didn't think he didn't recover, so his face was open and he was mixing them up so I'm actually, off of that. Yeah, what I'm asking you is this. Have you ever seen a boxer get later on in their career gain knockout power like that? Manny Pacquiao. Mm. Now, what do they say about my boy? Steroids. Tommy Hearns. And then, and then Fury get popped. Nah, Tommy Hearns. You said the whole career. Bro. Tommy Hearns went up the light heavyweight. He almost knocked out my boy. Manny Pacquiao, Canelo Alvarez. Like, these guys have went up. Canelo always had popped. They all got popped. But I'm just saying. Fury got popped. You told me his. I named somebody. Fury had got popped for steroids, too. 
But you saw no. the glove though, right? Did you he see did. The, video the glove, the glove waving, the glove yeah. waving during the punches. What do you think about that? No, no. I mean, I I saw that, but my thing is not it's not proven. So. All we know is this: they're gonna get a third fight. Fury is saying, "All right, we can we can run it." Right. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He went to court not to fight. No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you, they they ruled it, so he's like, "All right, well, I'll just fight Joshua after I." But why did they have to rule it? He does he ran. Bro, there's there's a hundred million dollars on the line for this for this Anthony Joshua fight. So he's like, "I'll let I'll let arbitration figure this out. If if they rule in my favor, I got the Joshua fight. I got Wilder. Listen, hundred million." He's not running the, from the for, fight. for the fight, right? right? It's eighty million for this fight. One. 80, um, 80 yeah, million, one, sorry. one fight. So it's eighty million to fight Wilder. Uh -huh. And then, and then you're getting Joshua still. So it's no reason to tell me you you I whooped him so easily. Listen, I whooped him so easily in the second fight. I knocked I put a dick in this nigga head. You don't think I want to get that eighty million easily and go and whoop on this other nigga too and put a dick in his head? I bet he don't knock nobody out in the rest of his career because those gloves will be looked at with everybody's eyes on him. Just like Margarito did the same thing. Yeah, he, he was, was knocking that. niggas out yeah. until he got caught and then he was nothing after that. But Margarito got caught with a like what a loaded hand wrap. With like plaster on his fury hand. You're, what you're saying he did, there's no proof. Yeah, because they don't know what the gloves are. They, they ask what the gloves are. They got Fury. pictures. Right after Fury. The I, I tell you, I tell you this. Oh, I tell you this. Is that what are pictures? Proof? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, pictures it's pictures. It's pictures of the glove when when he got knocked down. It's pictures with his knuckles right showing here. right in the in the open part where your palms be. Cheating, you see right his right knuckles right, right there. So, so in the picture, what was in the, what was in his I don't know if he did. So, egg white. Egg white. They got Ricky Hatton putting his gloves down, so his knuckles can. They got photos. They got the video of this on tech. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna lie to you because you can just go to Google and say I'm full of right. shit or YouTube and be like, Duncan, look, you're lying. But I'm saying this shit is the proof that they're showing. That's why the judge see this shit like, look, we gonna want if you y'all really fighters fight. It's eighty million dollars online. Right. I'm not gonna tell this man that has a rematch clause in the fucking contract. Facts. That he can't fight you again just because you said he said some racist shit about the gypsies being being cheats or whatever, and you that's racist to you, so you would never fight Deontay Wilder. And, and Duncan, on top of that, what? Bob Aaron. On, on top of that, look, <laughs> yeah. the rematch the rematch was supposed to be in July, then again it got pushed back to December nineteenth. Yeah. And so, just say if he doesn't run from this from his arbitration, say say okay. They don't do their December nineteenth because Fox canceled that because of football season, yeah, and they fight again in February like it was supposed to happen. If he doesn't run and have that fate and beat him again so easily, you're going to fight Joshua again in July. But let me let me explain this for, for people that know. When, when, you when, you, when you're in a fight, you get you get your hands wrapped in front of your camp and the other team's yeah. camp. There's fucking cameras in there and everything. Yeah. I had a fight they like this. The camera off. Hold up. The look, That's look, nothing because they show the camera off. Bro. There's fucking multiple cameras in there. And hold on. There's, there's both camps are there watching you rap. Then the commission has to sign the rap after. So with all that... You're telling me with all that, you're telling me he still cheated. Let me answer. Let me answer the question. Answer. Let's talk. Let's talk about what happened based on what was on the camera. First of all, Mauricio Suleiman, WBC president, said on camera that I was there and I saw the hand wraps being wrapped. That's what he said, right? Then they went back to the footage when they showed the trainer. When they when they showed the footage in there, Suleiman wasn't in there. Then they shut the cameras off, and then there was a footage in the arena at the time they timestamped it. At the time he was getting his hand wraps wrapped. Suleiman was on the other side of the arena. So why the fuck did WBC uh, President Suleiman lie and say that he was there he when on camera he, he was in on it? No, no, no. Because one, Wilder's trainers are still there. Bro. They weren't there. They should have. So been. you're telling me Fury got his hands wrapped and nobody from Wilder's not, not his, not That's his, a lie. No, 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 not the, not the, the, the no, What's the black no, dude? Mark. Mark. Uh, Mark Breland. Mark Breland wasn't there. 
the the white guy was there. The white guy is more manager. He's not the he's not so, so that he doesn't know how to watch. He doesn't, he doesn't no, no. See, this is my thing. Loaded rap. We always talk about this. Why do I gotta be? Why do I gotta defend myself not f catching a nigga cheat me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cheated me, no and proof. I didn't catch him, and I'm a bitch, nigga. Cause Cause I no proof. You had a nigga sitting there. You should have called. No, it is. it's a ganger proof. If we're in court more often than not, what I'm saying is this: if, if, if it went to arbitration and the judge ruled, that's off the contract. That had nothing to do with him cheating. No, yeah, it did have to do a lot with him cheating because he want to fight. Then he could have took him back to court for that. He's like, I don't want to go to court because I got the doctors. Evidence right here that's saying he has a blunt object in his hand, and this bone cannot be broken with the hand, a fist of a human. That's, that's what it's going to say. That's what science is going to say. And if this this cocaine white boy can go ahead and dip that and get that information and be like, oh, that, that don't mean nothing, that means we have a problem in boxing. And I'm glad this is happening, bro, because every black boxer that becomes a champ and talk that shit about black people get a fucking foot in their ass. That's every fair. Time. That's fair. So, so that's, I'm so glad this is happening. I think Wilder beats him, but I. I don't think he can beat him on a decision. No, no, yeah, yeah, because Fury's is too slippery. He's too slippery. He's way he's too crafty. slippery. So I, I can he catch him again? Yeah, I think he can catch him again, but it's not going to be an easy task. Mm -hmm. And if he can't catch him, that's going to be a long night for Wilder. But I don't think he can. I it's agree. never, it's never said. What do you say? That cocaine. You got to be perfect this whole fight, nigga. You, I need one punch to end this motherfucker. Twelve rounds, nigga. Three minutes around. You got to be perfect every second, nigga. Because one time I hit you. Night, night. Hey, Doug, you need two things. Hey, Doug, Doug, you need two things. You need a punch and a fucking referee that's going to count to 10, not to 12. Yeah, not to 15. But that, that, that's the first part. Jack Reese. The one say he need punch to win. <laughs> that nigga. See, see. That nigga. He always catches him off the back door. That nigga. That, that, that nigga. Craig's pimples spill out Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. Now, that, that, that cocaine saved him in that first fight. It man. did. It, it did. That's what the referee hit that nigga with. The referee was like, nigga, don't get up. Don't get up. What's up? What's up? That shit was weird. Who you got winning the third fight? I got Tyson Fury, bro. Like, he, bro, Tyson, like, I listen, I know I'm not a so boxing. We're going to the fight. No, no, no. Are we going to the fight? We're going. We're going. I'm going. All right. Is this in Vegas, right? I'm going. They fought in Staples that one you were at, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if it's out here, that was, oh that was my, my relative. Vegas is going to be the football Yeah. He's the reason that the white didn't get stopped. Nigga, he stopped, the, he stopped the doctors from going in the ring. They told the doctors to go in. But he had specific instructions that nobody come into the ring to the ref say, they call yeah. him over. So y'all don't think that, that that big ass costume that he had on the second fight that that weighed hella pounds? No. He said that it had him exhausted. That was, that he was, said that. That's what he said though. No, no, no. Let's tell the truth. No, 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 no. Let's tell the Let's tell the truth. He never said that. It was edited. It was edited. You got to watch the whole clip. The whole clip. He said. He said I drank some water. He said I didn't feel like myself the whole night. My legs were weak. And he was like, my legs were so weak, man. I, even that costume was a little was a little fucked up. That's what he said. The writer turned around and said, Wilder says, and costume weighed him down. That's what I said at all. That's what the right. But it was a fifty pound and we, and we, outfit that he wore. For like, could, hold on, hold on. Could Wilder have taken a dive for money? No, no, no. no. It fucked up his career. No, but not with a disco. It put, it put out so much, out so much money, nigga. Not, not with the disco. That nigga had the where Malcolm X was thinking that nigga yeah, got a dent right there. Now. Was. <laughs> what were the odds in that fight? Deontay Wilder supposed to win. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't know. I think Wilder Well, after all, well, the first fight was Wilder. Wilder had the odds, but not by much. Yeah, it was Wilder for the knockout. It had to be at least a pick em fight off of the first one. No, it was the favorite. They say it was by Wilder by knockout, but you get more money if it go. Yeah. The way Wilder is falling out with his trainer, it just makes me look at the nigga different, bro. Go ahead. 
nigga, Mark Brillen is not a bad dude. Yeah, he is. I mean, y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta. That you say, yeah, man, he is. That old man shit, y'all, y'all, y'all hanging on to, and he's just old in the bro. How can we never heard this? Hey, we, I've never about, heard anybody else speak ill of Mark Brillen. I'm gonna Mark tell you Brillen. something about. Oh, wait, wait, though, wait. Who? It's not they little. They small boxes. You know, nobody cares. Hey, so you know, what about? I, 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 let me let me tell you a story. Here, here was something that was conspicuous about Mark Brillen. When uh, all this stuff started going down this past February, there was a. There was something going on with David Kenner out there in Europe, and they made the BBC released a documentary on David Kenner, Mark uh, Mark Tyson Fury's uh, manager, as being the biggest gangster in Europe. Yep. When that documentary was released, who? Uh, David Kenner. Okay. He's the, one of the biggest drug lords in, in Europe, and, they, and on, on this BBC documentary, it talks about him having influence in the boxing world. Definitely. And that's why that's partially why Fury. Is banned from fighting in the UK. Yep. That's why they talk about fighting in Saudi Arabia. That's this man's character. He can't even fight his own. He can't even fight in his home country because of cheating. So that's why they want to wait for that. So yeah. So Mark Breland, when that whole documentary came out, David Kenner had a whole little shindig over there in Europe. And why was Mark Breland at that fucking shindig with David Kenner just three or four months ago? So wow. I'm not saying I know everything about it, but that shit looked weird to me. Fuck. That you kicking Fuck. it with the with the drug dealer manager or the motherfucker who Come just on, beat your bro. fighter's ass. Come on, bro. Uh, Ali's training. I don't that know. Fucking mob, I said I said, said hella fixed fight. Do you know who Don King, King is? Not, not, not the European, not the European mob. Do you know who Don King Ali is? Took dives on Phantom Again, Phantom American mob. Why would you go to a whole new country that you don't that you only ain't no citizen of fucking with they people? I, I, if the nigga was down with Freeway Rick Ross here, and, 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 I, okay, cool. Yeah, so you said because motherfuckers sell drugs that make them a bad boxing person. And, boxing and drugs, had with boxing and drugs is synonymous. But you generally boxing. got you generally got the drug dealers that you around, not some niggas from another part of the world. I see I <laughs> all this circumstances <laughs> shit. Go ahead. I ain't see Dewan this fired up since his hot pocket was cold in the middle. <laughs> 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 Few short song. Oh, oh, it's true. <laughs> Them shorts was cut out your grandmama's cloth, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> don't want to eat his food off a of wired shield. Oh, oh, oh right. I tried to say it. Uh, uh, hey, no, she tapped him out. Rocky and Bullwinkle ass nigga <laughs> onto the bench. Yeah, that nigga look like he been living in a town and country for the last. Hey Charlie, hey Charlie, uh, Todd's parents still listen on the other end of the phone when he's on it. <laughs> what? Uh, it's time to go. To, it's time to go to bed now. Why are you talking to that girl? Wrap like it up. That? How old are you, baby? <laughs> Nigga had a Back to the Future theme at his wedding. Back to the Future. Hey, you told the priest, so you gonna be Doc. 
That shit funny to the mother. That's retarded. Man, we're going to wrap up this show, man. DeWine, tell them where they can find you. Hotep Ish Intelligent, Ish Talk Intelligent, Shit Talk. Mm. I got some dope ass more interviews coming up. Got some more information for y'all black asses. And then we got some good Instance and Ashtrays music interviews coming up also. We got some legendary artists that are coming. So get that and still get my book on sale. $8.88. No time to waste. Teach you how to find your motherfucking gifts and get your ass to work. Hell yeah. You find that nigga at the end of a drive through loose fries. You ain't gonna eat all them goddamn fries. Give me you know it's gonna be a few at the bottom. Just take the box out and leave the bag. Check me out on YouTube. I am Doughboy TV. I A M D O B O Y TV. Thank you for having me, Craig. Yeah. Shout out to Doughboy. That nigga got a string of anal bees on his left wrist right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that nigga slide him out on the wrist. Ready at any time. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> That nigga Doughboy T-Phone Two raw double cheeseburgers This the twins. Y'all niggas got this whole side of the room hot. A nigga sweating on this side. This side don't cool, but on this side, goddamn. That nigga tired by all this. Hey, top. I gotta get on the J, y'all, boy. That nigga Craig met this nigga. Hey, that's good. That nigga Craig met you at a gas station. Hey, Todd buy all his clothes at the back of a comic book. He said, hold on. Hey, Todd, hey, Todd. Check me out, man. Uncle Todd Comedy. Okay. Um, check my album out. It's called I'm Out There. Got headaches on there. Taco Tuesday. Blame the bartender. You know what I'm saying? Check me out. I'm out there. Hell yeah. Good hey, obviously, that nigga's out there. <laughs> <laughs> out of all that shit, I know that nigga out there. I don't give a fuck. Man. Yeah, man. Come on, uh, Tony and Conway. <laughs> 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 Tony, name 
like that. Put some respect on that nigga. Yeah, come on. Come on, that chocolate cake face. For old times' sake, come on, get it, with me, baby. Well, yeah, I am Autobots. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Autobots. That is O T T O B O T S. Spell it backwards. It's the same. Um, and I'm just out here doing my thing. I'm acting. I'm playing. I'm. Let them know, bro. Talk your shit. Well, what they said was, I was, you know, you seen a show called Them on Amazon Prime. Oh, Check out Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah. Uh, them, yeah. it's a great show, great show, full of black people. Hey. Some crazy motherfucking white people. Man, but holla at your boy. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Craig Facts Podcast. Please. Hey, yes, sir, please. Sir. Thank you, and uh, see you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, them, I'm mad it's only one season of that shit, nigga. That shit good. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I right, Mr. Underscore Duncan Penny Hughes. I don't give a fuck about what nobody talking about, nigga. Nigga, Kwame Brown, the dog walk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, nigga? Yeah, happy yeah. NBA, nigga. So I got, I got that in the, in the. If them niggas want to do a celebrity boxing match, I'm definitely watching that shit too. Man, you know what I'm that. saying? That shit is. That shit I think is. Matt hop in the ring with him. Well, you think so? I think Matt yeah, was. Yeah. Matt ain't no buster though. Yeah, Matt ain't no. I don't know. If, I don't know if Steven though. Steven here. Steven. Steven don't want to get them veneers knocked out. Of <laughs> but I think Matt. He must have put a, a seven feet on the paperwork because them teeth don't match his mouth, nigga. Them is, <laughs> that nigga got them is shack teeth in his mouth. Anyway, Steve, anyway, man, y'all know what it, what it is, man. Follow me on my shit, uh, Sapiosexual out right now. Nerd Gang Clothing, go get that shit. Um, sound Packs. Uh, May 22nd That shit sold out Sorry y'all didn't get there But you know what I'm saying It's always next time You know what I'm saying uh, Anything man Chill with us you know Yeah what I'm Go, go buy that, that album shit. Grab my nigga book It's $8 Matter of fact Since you said that I'm gonna buy that tonight Nigga I thought it was more than that I ain't giving you more than $8 yes. I'll fuck with you I'm, I'm definitely gonna get the book you know what I'm saying? Fuck what I want. Fuck, give my nigga Charlie a round of applause for finishing his special. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you finish it? I'm a dirt bag. You know what I'm saying? coming out July 27th. I am dirt bag. But thank yeah. you for the love. No, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. You yeah. shot it already? I ain't shoot. I uh. shoot it May 27th. Nigga, don't say that. <laughs> 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 I already put you out there. I already yeah. put it to the universe, though. Yeah, I put it in the universe. Yeah, yeah, the shit's coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's for sure, for sure. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, shout out to this entire crew, the show. This is fire. Hey! Uh, I, I don't think I had this much fun in a long fucking time. So thank y'all for having me on. Um, y'all can follow me everywhere at C Wayans. Uh, once a month, I do a virtual comedy show uh, called House Arrest Comedy Club. It's on my website, cwayans.com. Uh, next show is June 10th, and I will be touring. Uh, I got a few dates out. So everything is on my website, cwayans.com. Thank you again. Support yeah. this motherfucking show. Hell, if somebody. Somebody in the comments said uh, Stephen Jackson is a gangster. What the fuck they got to do with catching the fade with Kwame? I'm so tired of niggas throwing that gang banging gang. That shit don't mean nothing, nigga. If you a man, and how suspect is it for another man to say, man, that nigga's gangster? Yeah, <laughs> he out here. Ain't nobody disrespecting Stephen Jack. I have mad respect for him, but he know. The reason he's being so humble in his apologies is because he knows that anytime you speak on another man's name, if that man come calling and you don't answer the call, 
he know what it looked like in the eyes of other niggas. You feel what I'm saying? Don't throw that him being a gangster. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? Kwame's calling. You niggas been talking. Pick up. We need uh, all the smoke, right? Not some of it. Not this much of it. All the smoke, nigga. I know you. So, man, had a nigga on the show. Have the nigga on y'all show. Go ahead. Just for the record, if anyone decides to try to take, get it from God, we will come see you. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record, at any show. You know what I'm legally, saying? Legally, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> legally. Uh, fuck with me, man. Man, fuck with the hometown, man. Detroit, Romulus, Westland, all my people, man. Shout out to my boy Kev, man. My homeboy, 36. He, he passed away from a heart attack not too long ago. Sorry to hear that, man. So R.I.P. Kev and his family. I just want y'all to start taking care of yourself, man. Making sure you eat right. You know what I'm saying? Exercise. You had a wife, kids. Shout out to Kev, man. Just take care of your family. Take care of yourself for the sake of your family. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Fuck with me on YouTube, man. Charlie Newhart. And fuck with me on IG. I am Charlie Newhart. And my special's coming out July 27th, just to repeat. I am Dirtbag. It's the tales of a former dirtbag, a recovering dirtbag. That's me. You want to know about my, my, my crazy ass life? You got to get the, you got to get the special. So fuck with me. Hell oh, yeah. Hey! I know where to find me. Regular underscore DLZ on uh, Instagram. I got some merch on the way. I got mm. We got it, man. We got it. I love everybody, man. Hell yeah. Let's run it. Let's give it up for Shantae, man. Yeah. Hey! Thank you for coming. We all obviously we all thought you were fantastic, so thank you, and we would love to have you again. Uh, B12 World Instagram, letter B12 World. You can find me in the War Zone. I'll be on there, Xbox, B12 World 8072. Hit me up on that. Uh, shout out to Craig, Charlie, Doughboy, Big Jog, Ken, Edwin. They sold it out yes, two days, man. Yeah, sold yeah. out the venue in Vegas. Yeah. And that shit ain't easy. And these motherfuckers sold it out during the pandemic, bro. That's impressive. So like, we gotta give it up for them. Uh, whoever, if you're missing it out, are you guys doing? Are you doing like behind the scene footage or anything? Uh, we're just doing a meet and greet, but like nothing too right. crazy, I mean, man. Hit, hit the yeah, meet and greet. Yeah, we got, we got I mean, a lot of cities yeah, coming up. Yeah, still the meet and greet. Go, uh, you know, go on and uh, go to the website and you can purchase that. Uh, if you want to sponsor the podcast, we put ads during the commercial breaks. Go to the website, thecraigsmith.com. If you have a business, music, you want us to display, go on the website, thecraigsmith.com. Click the bright yellow button or the contact page. Put in the description exactly what you're looking for in your budget. Uh, we'll reach back out to you. All right. So we're going to do a Craig Facts Live on a Sunday. We're going to do. We're gonna pick a date right now because I don't want Brandon to leave, disappear on me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, rest in peace, Paul Hoover, man. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, peace to the legend. All right, to the legend. So this is what we got going on, man. What's today's date? The, the 20th. 20th. Thursday. 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 Thursday, May 20th. What y'all, y'all, what y'all think about doing two episodes of Crack Facts Live with a live audience on? After June 15th. June Sunday, June nineteenth. With it, they're supposed supposed to open up. I'm on uh, after June fifteenth. They're supposed to open up everything at 100 percent, no masks. Really? That's what I heard. But we'll find out. Sunday, June twentieth, or Saturday, June nineteenth. That's Saturday. I don't know if they got an available day on Saturday. Sunday, June twentieth. Sunday, the twentieth is Sunday. Oh, okay. You're right. Sunday, Sunday, June twentieth. 
We got more stand-up dates coming, but Sunday, June 20th, we're going to do Craig Facts Live, probably two, three different shows at the Skip Town Theater in Hollywood on Melrose and Heliotrope. The tickets, yeah, at the theater. The tickets will be available for sale Tuesday. We'll have guest comedians. Hopefully, Shantae will come perform for us. I'm going to ask Charlie and a few other people to come perform. Uh, Charlie Burrell. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be us. We'll have DJ Please Do DJing. We'll be live at the at the Skip Town Theater. Everybody you see in this room, maybe three shows. Um, limited. Everybody's, you know, secret. Everybody can't come. Yeah. It's only going to be a certain amount of tickets. Todd got to pay for his ticket. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Todd's ticket. He can get there four hours <laughs> early. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all need help setting up? Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even Greg said. Can I just address something real quick? Please. Please don't be the nigga after all the tickets sell to try to text one of us like, hey man, what about the show? Can I just show, nigga, did you go online and purchase the tickets? We only I'm performing. I'm not going to be waiting at the door for your motherfucking ass. Oh, I've been waiting here for you, Junior. Yeah. yeah. I'm performing. Get your ass online and buy the tickets, please. We're only selling a... We're only, sell- yeah. only selling 150 tickets, man. That's the max. Yeah. Sample packs of musty. Passing out musty? Yeah, man, that nigga, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Passing out musty. You ain't That's why that shit, nigga stopped nigga. coming Thursdays. Don't be on his head, nigga. Yeah. Make sure y'all Shoot purchase that Chill Withers LP. It's doing really good. Look, man, out of all the events I do, the the food and the alcohol is included in the price of the ticket. You know what I'm saying? So just remember that. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta do you ain't gotta do no haggling. It's all top shelf liquor. We ain't serving no fucking uh taco vodka and pop off. Strictly hype. <laughs> food is gonna be fire. Um you had a well, I mean, if somebody has an alcohol company. If you got an alcohol company and you want to sponsor it, let me yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all top top shelf shit. We're going to be having fun, man. Um, what else? Check out the website, thecraigsmith.com. Also, join the Patreon. This show will be exclusively, exclusively be on Patreon Thursdays very soon. So please join the Patreon. Please, please join the Patreon. Whenever you talk that real shit, YouTube be tripping. Uh-huh. So uh, join that Patreon. If I owe you something, I'm not going to be able to give it to you. But if you want it, you can get it from God. That's been the show.